Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Family Records. As always, I'm your host, Blake Sweet, and we are changing things up today. Uh, Matt is no longer on the podcast. He's in New Hampshire for the weekend. And in his place is my good friend, Mikey Walls. That's right. We know more than one Mikey. How you doing? Doing good. How are you, buddy? I'm doing all right, bro. Yeah. Hanging in there. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, so... You're a carpenter, right? Yeah. The so Lord's work, bro. <laughs> how's that been? Is, have you guys been busy lately? or? Yeah, man. I, I haven't had a day off I didn't want in the last five years. Oh, jeez. Yep. It's a real in-demand work, huh? Well, working, working solid the whole time, five years straight, 10-hour days, Saturdays, you name it, I worked it. Jeez. I don't know how you do it, man. Like, I get exhausted from my nine-to-five. Coffee, bro. <laughs> That makes sense. I did see a lot of energy drinks on the floor of your truck when you pulled up. Yeah, dude. Rockstar. <laughs> TD Love Train, bro. Shout out to him with the Rockstar. <laughs> All right. Well, you're just jumping right in. So, as always, we do a whiskey tasting. And this week, I am drinking Redwood Empire Pipe Dream Bourbon Whiskey from Sonoma County, California. And I am drinking my usual Jameson. Because Mikey decided that he was not going to partake in the whiskey of the week. Well, hell, man. <laughs> Irish invented whiskey. I think they got it figured out. They they know what they're doing in the whiskey game. Oh, for sure. Irish whiskeys. Yeah. You, you look up it up, man. The Irish, they invented whiskey in the 1400s. They didn't invent shit till 1842 after that. They, they <laughs> nailed it. They're like, we win, dude. We don't need to invent anything else. We got whiskey. I'm kind of surprised they let the Russians beat them to vodka, too. Uh, you, you'd think they'd know their way around a potato good enough to make some <laughs> vodka, right? Ah. Oh, well. Um, I mean, we can still enjoy our drinks. I'm probably just going to be a lot less pretentious this episode. <laughs> ah. The classic taste of Jameson. Oh, yeah. You're missing out, dude. This is good. That is Aged in an oak barrel for probably two weeks before they put it in a bottle and send it over here to us. Three-year minimum. Three-year minimum? Yeah. That's too long to wait. Oh, but it's worth it, man. Yeah. I'll take your word better. for it. I don't I disagree, <laughs> man. The best drunk in the game is a Jameson drunk. <laughs> That's fair, I suppose. Makes your lips tingle. <laughs> Well, your lips aren't already tingling, are you? I mean, you've only had one sip so far. No, no of course not. <laughs> Unless you've been drinking off Mike. Absolutely not. <laughs> Who would do such a thing? Absolute animal. Yeah. Um. So in general, I mean, the Redwood Empire is pretty good. Um. If you finish that, I'm still gonna pr probably try to peer pressure you into trying a glass. But. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to go into my guessing the tasting. I feel like that's the least interesting part of this episode or these podcasts. Um, so yeah. how you been, man? I feel like I never see you anymore. We've known each other how long? Shit, 12 years, something like that. Well, since sixth grade, right? Yeah, we played football together. Yeah, I think from we're when, going on like what, 14 years, dude. Yeah, like 11 years old to now. Yeah. Grew up shooting, playing up here on the ranch, working for free. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of free labor out of you. 
Speaking of shooting, we actually did just get to go out. Um, we're just coming in from shooting your new gun. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The uh, 1873 Army Outlaw. I was, I felt, I've never felt more like a cowboy. And this is coming from somebody who, like, will choke down a swig of Jameson off the bottle just because it makes me feel like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, I saw it. I liked it. I wanted it. I bought it. That union money is incredible. Oh, yeah. I no, it. I imagine you can't beat it. Especially out here. Like, the cost of living sucks in California, but it seems like the trades just all make a pretty decent buck. You know, you, you'd think you'd get a little bit farther ahead than you really do, but then you, you grow accustomed to buying dumb shit like a new pistol for no reason <laughs> at all. And, you know, you just kind of keep on well, going. And that's that's a bad decision that takes dedication here in California, because what is it, a 15-day waiting period now? Uh, 10. 10-day 10 wait period. Okay. That's not so bad. I think that's federal. That that might be a federal rule, I think, anywhere in the Nate. No? Really? Dude, I went... Uh, the first gun I bought in Montana, I went into a pawn shop, talked the guy at the pawn shop down like a hundred bucks and was out of there with a box of ammo and the gun in 20 minutes. Well, goddamn, I'm moving to Montana. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to move up, up to Montana. Yeah. If you're a gun enthusiast, this is probably the worst, worst state to live in. It's up there. <laughs> it's, it's pretty bad, but it's still better than most most of the rest of the world so i'm all right with it yeah you, you got more gun money here so yeah. <laughs> all right well uh yeah so what what have you been up to aside from the carpentry and buying guns on a whim uh you know that's that's mostly it man when you work them union jobs you don't have a whole bunch of time for other stuff might go on a camping trip every once in a while you know, go hit the bars with some friends. But other than that, you know, stay home, grill up some meat and <laughs> wake up and start all over again. Honestly, that doesn't sound all that bad. It's really not, dude. You know, there, there's a little bit to take pride in being up before the lazy ass son drags his ass out of bed. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, oh, yeah. Up, That's... got your coffee going already. You're walking into work in the dark. You're leaving in the dark. It's. You know, that is one thing I miss about um, doing labor because like I, I worked in labor in college. We worked for a moving company together for a while. And that was one of my favorite things about like coming home for Christmas break. And we just get this big job in like Oakland and we'd have to be there at the crack of dawn and we'd be there till like 11, 12 at night, just in the middle of Oakland, terrible neighborhood. Yeah. No, we're, I mean, we're we already shift. had a sketchy enough crew on that moving company. Ah, they were good dudes. They're a little tweaky, <laughs> no. but you know, who isn't? I guess, right? Oh yeah, well, of course. Especially who when you enjoy a good, uh, good meth toke every now and again. <laughs> Mikey, is there something you should be telling me about? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, I will I'd... stop this podcast right now, dude. <laughs> I'd hardly call that that labor work. You know, everything you got oh, everything yeah, no. up on wheels already, and you're just pushing it around. You're literally just putting shit in boxes. But you know, dude, I did work one time for that for that moving company. We worked a 16 hour shift, <laughs> and this dude, he was picking us up from uh, Chabot Junior College, and you know, getting us to come out and work in our free time when we weren't at football practice. And he picked up these two kids from from Chabot. 
and they got to about hour 11 and they were sniveling and crying like, man, I didn't sign up for this shit. This sucks. <laughs> Why did I do this? I don't need the money that bad. I was like, dude, the you, didn't, of, you didn't bring any weed with you? What's your deal, man? The amount of people who just like, they hear 10 bucks an hour and they just think, oh my God, I'm going to be making a bunch of money. Because we did. We got paid. It wasn't under the table, but we were 1099. We didn't get our taxes done beforehand. Yeah. So we got we got bigger paychecks than a lot of people at that job, even though it was ten bucks an hour. And I mean, you you didn't make enough to where if you didn't turn the ten ninety nine in, that they're really going to come out. Oh yeah, no. anyway, it's ten no. bucks an hour, dude. You probably make about eighteen grand a year. Yeah, which no, at I, the time <laughs> sounds like incredible. Oh yeah, like, no, oh, my 19, God. 20 years old. That was all the money we would ever need. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, that was enough for me to have like three months at the start of college not to work. Right. Oh, it was so nice. Um, <laughs> do you remember we had, so we had a friend Louie who went on a job with us. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> poor guy shows up for his first day. What did he last an hour? Something like that. If that, he, he cussed out our boss and quit. Yeah, so, and and then for the rest it. of the week was hounding him for his money. Yeah. yeah for all 10 <laughs> hey, where's bucks, my money? He, 10 bucks he earned. <laughs> Man, I, I've, I almost feel bad for getting all my buddies to come work there because you, were, you <laughs> wasn't the only dummy I swindled into doing that job with me. No, at some point, it was like the whole crew of people we hung out with in <laughs> high school. Shit, I built that crew for the dude. And then when I left, he was like, son of a bitch, what am I going to do now? Now I just got Darius and oh, what was that other dude's name? Well, he used to tell me all the time, too, that like of all the college employees that he had, all of us 1099 people it was like the only two people worth a damn were blake and mikey and there was one kid from like denmark i don't think i on ever that worked crew with and him. he he was all right he he didn't complain and he I don't at least he knew worked. How he wasn't one of those people uh like there were a lot of football players on those crews that were just they were there for the money they would show up and they would just keep wheeling the cart back and forth and just not doing a thing yeah i mean and I, then complaining about how hard the work was yeah, I mean, that's just it. Just get it done. You get to go home sooner. It's simple mathematics, man. Yeah, you seriously. Faster you finish, faster you go home. Although, i got to be honest, I was kind of glad they were dragging ass because they probably made me an extra 30, 40 bucks a week. <laughs> yeah, right. If that. Absolutely. Or if not more, but. Uh, that was a fun job for the time. Oh, man. Then I, then know, I got into the whole desk job thing and. Eh. I, I had a lot more fun at just about every other job I've ever worked, bro. I've, I've probably worked nine, ten jobs in my 25 years on this planet. Yeah, but have you done the desk job thing? No, dude. You, you Do not recommend it. Death before <laughs> cubicles, bro. Death before cubicles. And, like, it works for plenty of people. Yeah. I thought it was going to work for me. It's, <laughs> it's one of those things I just, under those fluorescent lights all day and no. staring at a computer screen, I miss you know, doing ranch work, doing, you know, working for contractors and all that. That's why I love what I do, man. I get to be outside normally all summer long. I'm outside putting up concrete forms and yeah, it's hot. You know, it gets warm. It kind of sucks from time to time. But at the end of the day, you turn around and you get to look at what you built. Oh, yeah. And know some little kid's going to be able to walk by and stick a booger to it in a couple <laughs> weeks. Yeah, just, that's all they're doing. I mostly build elementary schools. So now, were you one of those kids in elementary school that would come by and stick a booger on the nice brand new uh, 
<laughs> nah, I'd stick him in the drinking fountain. <laughs> so everybody, everybody get a mouthful of my boogers, dude. Oh, you were that guy. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh. You're the reason I'm glad they started putting the water bottle refills in at the schools. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, hell, most schools now, they don't they don't even let you use the, the drinking fountains right now because of the... Because of COVID, I don't, you know, they just don't want you using them because everybody would be touching it and whatnot. I mean, it makes sense. I've, I've watched a lot of people just put their mouth over the whole thing. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one guy does it and COVID hits the whole school. <laughs> oh, man, it's worse than putting a COVID patient in a nursing home. Right. <laughs> uh. So, uh. This being Family Records, it's a show about family, and so we do have a couple questions that we try to ask all of our guests. Shoot, bro. Uh, the first one is, what's something in your family that's universally loved? Everyone in your family is just all about it. Shit on a shingle. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's, it's gravy on the lamest piece of toast you can get. <laughs> And it is delicious. We all oh, love yeah, it. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, grand, my grandpa used to make make the best damn gravy I ever had in my whole life. So it, it's at least like homemade gravy. Oh, yeah. He, he'd do it oh, yeah. up, dude. You even, can't do that with the, like, McCormick gravy mix. It's no, just, it's not the same. No, even when the dude had cancer and he couldn't smell nothing, couldn't really taste nothing, he still made better gravy than anybody in the family. <laughs> it was insane. Oh, yeah. I think you've been, if, once you've been doing it long enough, it's just, it's a thing that you could do. Eyes closed. Yeah. Yeah. That that and Western movies. Your we family all, is big on Western movies. We love Western movies, dude. My dad was off work for a week when he got his uh, he got a heart ablation. I don't really know what it means. It's a bunch of medical mumbo jumbo that I don't understand. Well, but, I mean, uh, you don't believe in doctors, so no, it makes I sense. Don't, I don't believe in doctors <laughs> at all, man. I don't like people that speak Latin. But, <laughs> but uh yeah, he sat home for a whole week, and he must have watched everything John Wayne ever put out, dude, and then, and then some other ones. So is John Wayne the favorite? John Wayne is definitely the favorite. I feel he got like... Tombstone. Tombstone's right. a good one. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, I feel like it's every, every family that likes Western movies, every person that likes Western movies, your favorite actor is one of two people, John Wayne or Clint Eastwood. Yeah. And if, if John Wayne is not the first... Clint he's the close second yeah i yeah, mean you it could, is neck you and throw neck sam elliott up there at third too he's a he's a damn good country oh, yeah. actor yeah no I, I can always go for a sam elliott movie that's the beef commercials when he was doing the voiceovers yeah. and like the dodge ram commercials i those are the ones i never fa fast forwarded through not even when we got tivo and like dvrs and all that right those are the ones you got to sit through like you see those when you're fast forwarding through the commercials, you stop and you play that commercial. I have no run you know, it back. I have no interest in buying a Dodge, but I will listen to Sam Elliott talk all day long. Yeah, no interest in <laughs> buying a Dodge, man. What's wrong with you? I have no money to buy a Dodge with. Well, join the trade, bro. Join the uh, trade. Get in with them carpenters, man. You walk into any union hall and say, I won't be a carpenter now, and you just sign your name on the dotted line, you're, you're in, dude. Is it really that easy nowadays? Uh, it depends. So carpenters, every union's different. All, you know, however many of them there are, there's a shitload. Every, oh, yeah. every labor intensive job has a union set up. But for mine, for carpenters specifically, we have a six-week pre-apprenticeship class 
where they go in, they teach you how to read a tape measure, how to use a skill saw without lopping your fingers off and, you know, how to do stuff safe and, and technical OSHA approved. Ooh. And, you know, <laughs> so the shit you learn at like 11 o'clock at night when you're holding the flashlight for your dad under the house. Yeah. You know, before he starts throwing <laughs> wrenches. Yep. That stuff. <laughs> but yeah, if you get in with a company before, like if a company sends you to the hall, like mine did, they'll sign a paper saying that this guy knows how to use a skill saw. He knows safety protocol and whatnot. And they skip the six week class. And then carpenters, the way we do it, we get a one-week class every three months. And every two classes, we get a raise. We get a, a re-rate and get a little, like, another dollar seventy-five an hour or something like that. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, no, it's pretty pretty sweet. Yeah, no, you're, uh, <laughs> you're making me jealous. I'm telling you, bro, that's, it's never too late. Yeah, uh... I, was, I feel like we were the generation where that shift happened to where like the trades used to be the low paying jobs and every, you know, everybody wanted to go to college and get a good desk job and make a bunch of money. Yep. And in the last like five or so years, it's like completely flipped at this point. Well, you I know, know a few people who've been in the trades for like two, three years. And they're making almost six figures. Yep. And yeah, I'm here at an entry level office job. You know, the, the union, every, that's the cool thing. Like, it don't matter who you are. It's, it doesn't matter your background, who you are, anything. You know, we all make the same wage unless you get a company that's willing to pay you more to keep you around. Oh, yeah. We all, we all start out the same and you climb the same ladder and, you, you know, you make the same wage until, you know, if you decide to go open your own company, then you start making the big money. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And that's God, some of the people who own their own trade businesses are like some of the wealthiest people I know. Yep. It's insane. Um all right, so another thing. Are there any family traditions that uh you consider unique to your family? We every time we get together, I only really see my family that you know, we're, we're tight with like my dad's side of the family. We're real tight with my mom. She was a single child and both her biological parents have, have passed on by now. But, uh, my dad's side, when we go hang out with them, we tell the same stories every single time we're hanging out with each other. And we laugh like we ain't never heard that story before every single time. That is the biggest thing we struggle with here on this podcast. Cause me and Matt and our family, yeah, it is the same thing. We have like our top 10 stories that anytime we have a huge family gathering, it's, <laughs> it's the same thing every time. What's well, the classics, it's man? Funny. It's like putting on reruns of your favorite show. Yeah. It never gets old. And if it does, your favorite show sucks. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's our biggest family tradition. That and watching Westerns, like I said before, that's our, that's our thing. So if I remember right, you've you've got a pretty funny story about uh, watching westerns. Got a what time you talk, you you caught your dad watching them. Oh yeah. So <laughs> I had uh, I had an edible, a chocolate bar edible. I think it came with like twelve squares on it or something like that. <laughs> I used to eat three squares and I'd get absolutely torched. And I'd I'd be higher higher than senator socks, dude. 
and uh, <laughs> I come home one day and I go, you know, I got home from, from work, had a, a like a 12-hour shift or something like that. I walk into the fridge and my chocolate's gone. So I walk down the hall, find my mom and sister watching movies together. And I was like, you, you sons of bitch, you ate my damn chocolate. What's wrong with you two? And uh, they're screaming at me. We didn't do it. We didn't do it. Get out of here. And I was Whatever. And I walk down the hall and I look on the couch and I see a blanket bouncing up and down. And I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> I pulled the blanket down. And my dad's laying under the blanket. He had eaten all nine squares of chocolate. And by the time he realized it was inedible, it was it was way too late. And I found him sitting there with an entire one of them oven trays of lasagna and a spatula watching like the oldest John Wayne movie there is giggling like a freaking schoolgirl, dude. Oh, he was. He was in for it, and I looked at him, looked him right in the eye, and said, you ain't going to eat no weird chocolate in the fridge again, are you? And he started shaking his head, no. <laughs> and that was about that. I kind of got over my edible being gone because that, that was funnier and shit. God, I wish I could have seen that Cause, in you know, person so bad because your dad used to be our football coach, man. He, he was the only one. <laughs> he's the only one in the family who wasn't a weed guy. He actually very recently started doing edibles he doesn't smoke but he'll eat edibles all the fucking time now oh my god i've got to i've got to bring your old man some edibles dude we went uh <laughs> for their 30th anniversary mom and dad's 30th we all went to reno and my dad <laughs> my dad tried to surprise my mom and he's about the worst dude to surprise anybody there ever was he gives it away every time but luckily, my mom is a is a half tart, and she didn't pick up on it. <laughs> and you know, he he dropped the ball like five or six times, and she had no idea when I came walking through the door. And I walk in, you know, give mama a hug, surprised her. She was having a great time then, and then she's like, "Guess what, dad did?" And I was like, "What's that, mama?" She's like, "He ate an edible with me." I was like, "Really?" <laughs> she was like yeah i was like on purpose she was like yeah he just he slugged it down and went for it i was like no no way this dude's finally getting on board huh i just i can't see that because your dad was always like the very you know like he was almost intimidating when it. we were kids yeah almost seems like he'd have been against it yeah yeah well yeah like when we were kids he would yell at us he'd talk shit like Love him to death. He's a great guy, but oh, yeah. yeah, he would. <laughs> I know who he is. I grew up yeah. with him, bro. He ain't well, got to be afraid to say nothing about that old timer. Well, it's for the people listening more so than you. Oh, he's a grumpy <laughs> old goat, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, I just remember him making us run and do push-ups all the time, all because we screwed up this tiny little thing at football practice. <laughs> yeah, you remember that year we owed him like 1,200 push-ups? Oh, God. All the other coaches were telling him after 50, <laughs> like, hey, they ain't doing proper push-ups anymore. And he's like, I know, but it hurts, so I'm going to keep doing it until they cry. And that's what he did. Uh, I remember, like, one of my favorite moments playing football for your dad was that season when we owed like 1,200 push-ups. And he got so mad at us because no one was doing proper push-ups. And he was just like, all right, fine. Fuck it. Practice is over. And I went up afterwards and I was like, hey, just let me knock out some more. I, I want to pay it off. Yeah, right. And he just like canceled 100 push-ups for us. I, I, I just want to be done with these 1,200 push-ups to tell you the truth. <laughs> 
Oh. If there's one thing I dislike, it's being in debt. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks, man. It does suck. You know, you get a nice big paycheck and then you're like, oh, well, I got to pay this. I got to pay that. I got to pay that. And before you know it, you're left with like 300 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes you really wish you'd go back to high school, right? When you weren't paying for anything, you could break shit oh, and not go to jail yeah. for it. You can make like 25 bucks and that was like a lot of money because that would buy you a whole dinner. My my first job, I was making eight bucks an hour and had the time of my life, dude. Oh, yeah. It was great. I was working up there at Lake Del Val and, you know, <laughs> just doing weird, you know, random stuff all the time, going out fishing and fishing off the dock when you ain't supposed to and working on boats. It was a good time. Oh, that was a lot of fun coming up and hanging out with you guys, too. It's because uh, you and our friend Joe worked there. And Nate and Brian, and Nate too. too. We had a lot of buddies shit. working up That's there. That's right. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to just come out, shoot the shit, fish, pretend yeah. you know, pretend not to be distracting you guys from work. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the work wasn't all that hard either, you know? No, not at all. The hardest part was when somebody asked where the brake on the boat is or the seatbelt. You know, like, dude, get out of here. <laughs> just go out on the lake. If you start drowning, call somebody and we'll come oh, get you. Good God, that's like pulling into a mechanic and telling them you need new brake fluid. Yeah, right. I think my battery's overheating. <laughs> I actually, I used that excuse to get out of work one day. I was, I was up at my buddy's ranch drinking and I called my dad up and was like, Hey, if they call you up wondering where I'm at, tell them my battery overheated. And then I realized what I said, cause I was still drunk. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't really realize what i had just said and then i hear him start talking i was like oh no 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 and i hung up the phone real quick and got the hell out of that conversation and then just went down the hill where i didn't get cell service and called it a day <laughs> i mean that's one way to handle it i was like well you know i, I ain't gonna drive drunk back to work that's irresponsible <laughs> no of course not yeah it's you can't do that so so yeah it, you, really it was a good thing for you not go to, not to go to back to work yeah, I made a judgment call, said my battery was overheating. I don't know why I felt the need to call Dad anyway. I was supposed to start at 6 a.m., and it was probably about <laughs> noon when I called him. <laughs> yeah, you probably missed your shift already, man. <laughs> I can just imagine your dad at the job site at, like, 12 a.m. or 12 p.m., like, oh, I'm sure he thought he was working oh, no, 12 I, to 8. <laughs> I, I wasn't working for him at the time. That oh. was when I was at Del Val. That was a long time ago. I was a... I was a young pup. <laughs> Good God. Can you even go to Del Val anymore? I just remembered hearing something about like toxic algae in the park being closed. And I, I've tried a few times and they've just, they closed the road up there. Sometimes it must be real bad if they closed it out. Cause to tell you the truth, that blue green algae is not really going to hurt you. It's very easily avoidable. It's, you know, it looks like an oil slick on top of the yeah, water. Stay away from the blue-green algae. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's literally blue and green and looks toxic on the top of the water. So don't swim in that area. Don't let your dog go over in there and drink it. That's the big problem. If oh, yeah. somebody's dog goes over there and drinks the water with, you know, right in the, the patch of algae, and then the dog ends up dying because it's, it oh, is yeah. toxic, but swimming in it, you might get a, a bit of a rash. You know, it's not really going to hurt you all that bad, but yeah. it's easily avoidable. Well, and I mean, it's just like, you know, I mean, I'm sure you grew up as well as I did, like just swimming in 
Oh, yeah. And he, Natural you know, water. Swimming in the Delta. You yeah. Got a dirty diaper floating past you, and he's <laughs> spitting water at your buddy, man. <laughs> oh, got some God. cute girl on the boat. You're well, and we've all, we've all gone to the beaches here. It, yeah, those, I mean, that, that has got to be the nastiest water. I mean, it's the ocean, so it's... I guess it's diluted, but (laughs) (laughs) all the toxic shit shit is watered down. But like the amount of garbage that washes up, like just in Santa Cruz. Yeah, it's pretty nasty. I'm pretty sure we're all immune to whatever water can do to us at this point. Yeah, dude. Pretty resilient fellow, if I do say so myself. (laughs) Yeah, no, you've uh, (laughs) you've survived a lot that might have taken a lesser man. (laughs) <laughs> i guess so oh god um that reminds me too you have uh you've survived quite a few brandings where <laughs> while you figured out what the hell you were doing so uh, that was always one of our favorite uh that was oh. always one of our favorite things for those of you who are listening when we brand our cattle on the ranch we love to invite our friends who don't live on ranches and don't regularly do ranch work to come help and their job is always to knock over the calves once they've been caught. Good fun. And man. hold them down while we brand them and give them their vaccinations and all that. Yeah, I, I watched Blake castrate one of, the, one of the steers and then start slicing up a, a loaf of salami and asked me if I wanted some. I was like, yeah, <laughs> you know what, man? I think I'll be all right for now. I'll hey, grab man, a sandwich hey, out hey, the cooler hey, later. I stuck it in the dirt. I wiped it on my pant leg. It's fine. You remember <laughs> the time I ate shit? <laughs> I do. That was a good I, that's one. where I was going with this one. So I just remember watching you. This might have been like the first one that we had you up for. Maybe the second. I think it was the second. Uh, <laughs> and we had just gone through training camp for high school football. Yeah. And we spent so much time because the coaches changed the form tackle for us that year. Yep. And you went in with a perfect form tackle. And I, I will say, I was impressed. It was perfect. Oh, yeah, you had your dude. pad level right. You got your arms in the right places. The problem is, that is the form for tackling people. You were tackling a four-legged animal. I <laughs> figured, you know, a body's a body. You put your body on another body, you make it tip over, man. I would have figured that, too. But, man, watching you just hit the calf and go, shoo. Right over the top. <laughs> hey, I was, I was, that was pretty happy with funniest that. Funniest thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> you know, I, I did slide right over that little calf, put my face right in a fresh pile of cow shit. <laughs> it was in my teeth, man, and my oh. my little 19-year-old kitty beard that I had going, you know, that oh, yeah, nasty. Yeah, the little, like, Fu Manchu with some scraggle down at the Yeah, that the nasty-looking <laughs> neck beard. Speaking of which, you're putting mine to shame now. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, that's, your facial hair has come a long way since yeah. we were kids. You know, they, they don't make me shave for work anymore. I haven't had to wear a respirator for a while, so I just let it fly, bro. But Power yeah. to you. Right, right into that cow shit. I, I flipped back up. I sat on that little calf and I roped it up like I was supposed to. And then I got <laughs> off and decided I was going to sit out for a while because I had poop in my mouth and I didn't, I didn't much like that. Yeah, I don't think anybody batted an eye when you, when your underage ass went and grabbed a beer to wash your mouth out. Yeah, yeah, I, it's that's pretty reasonable. Yeah. I'll, I'll give them that one. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I don't think any and of them care, you know, except like my grandpa, who's surprisingly straight laced for a cowboy. But yeah, <laughs> but even he didn't say nothing. Yeah, because well, because he's like, yeah, I just watched that man eat like 
12 ounces of shit. Oh yeah, I, I must uh, I must have swallowed a good a good portion of poo. A lot more than you should really swallow. Oh, I'm in sure. In my opinion. And the fact that you came out of that without any diseases whatsoever. I mean, cow shit's just grass. It's and bacteria. Not, well, as I'm, I said, I'm a pretty resilient yeah, fellow. There you go. But that is the only time. The only time and you know the Seven, eight times I've seen old man Fagliano. This is the only time I've seen that old man laugh, dude. Are you kidding me? That guy laughs anytime anyone fucks up ever, unless it's his kid, and then yeah. he is angry. No, I've, I've always seen it. You know, he always struck me as that angry cowboy, you know, that, that old angry cowboy, kind of like Sam Elliott in the ranch. Oh, uh, for sure. He, he definitely has that. But, man, the, the Faglianos, they, like, they work hard. And they take their shit seriously, and that's something that we respect. But what I respect even more is after they're done working hard, they party fucking harder. Oh, yeah. That's, no, they go for it. I love Brandon, their cattle, because they will take it. They've got the coolest little, like, setup for entertaining. Yeah. They've got this big-ass barn with a bunch of tables in it. They've, I think I went over there a couple years back for, for their last, you know, few years back for that one. That was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. he's got um, He's got one of those grills that you hook like a tailgate grill that you hook up to your trailer hitch you can put like a whole tree in there for cooking your food yeah you can oh. keep them rocky mountain oysters though i ain't eating that oh, shit. his wife makes the best rocky mountain oysters i was yes. just talking about this last week they are the absolute best you wouldn't even know it unless you were told what they were nah it's fine man you go ahead and call <laughs> me up when you, when you take a hunk out of the ass of that calf i'll eat it but, uh, you keep its nuts to yourself man that's fine that's fine. More for me. I'll take it. <laughs> I remember. I remember that one when I ate shit. We were picking up the the ball sacks and throwing them at each other and having a fucking good old time. Oh, god. <laughs> oh my god! My favorite thing about that. So we had like eight or nine guys all hanging out, and they were all so blown away that like when you castrate a calf, yeah, you you cut the skin off and you just kind of toss it yeah. in the corral, and yeah. They were just so fascinated by it. They all started picking them up and throwing them at each other. We had a big old fight. I threw a couple of them in OG's oh. trunk. <laughs> he threw he threw one at me at school. He <laughs> threw one at me in the parking lot of school. And that, what was that blonde yard dude's name? Christine, I think. I think you're right, yeah. I think it was Christine. She walked over yelling at him and me because, you know, she knows something's going on. She doesn't quite know what. And she walked over and picked it up and immediately knew what she what it was because I think she's got some ranching blood in her. And she was like, you two are in deep shit. <laughs> and she yelled at us for about five, ten minutes and then told us to get the hell out of here. Dude, one of my favorites is our friend Johnny and his dad came oh, out. Oh, that was a good one. And Johnny's dad, like most people who we bring out to witness what we do, Thought it was hilarious that we were just throwing the nutsacks at. <laughs> and he picked one up and he's like, this is making an awesome coin purse. And he throws it in the glove box of his car. <laughs> had it in the work truck for weeks, man. I had, yeah, I hadn't seen this dude in like at, at least a couple months. And we finally run into each other again. And he's like, man, yeah, my car just started to reek. <laughs> Smelled like death for like three weeks straight. So I finally checked my glove box and <laughs> found there it is ball a bag in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. old wrinkled up ball uh, bag. 
Oh, it was. <laughs> you remember when Johnny got knocked out? Yes. When that when that little calf got hot and flipped me over and then jumped over Johnny and knocked his ass out. So this is this is the bad side of why you know this is the bad side of bringing people who don't have experience with this that out to help you with ranch work. I could have done, dude. No, that no, dude charged right this, at me. This is not. Yeah, this isn't necessarily about you. I think you tried to take it yourself, which might have been part of the problem. But like, no, the real fault's on Johnny because Johnny was standing there like watching. No, and he, he, was, got distra- he was he was on the calf. He was on the rope calf. Oh, he shit. was on the head side. Was he? I thought. Yeah, he I could have sworn he was just sitting there watching, and the calf just jumped up and. No, dude, we had him backed up against the side of the corral, and you know there there was a good four or five feet, and you know I was standing on one end, kind of shooing him away from the end, and one of them. One of them got a little hot and he's running around and he starts running right at me and I'm trying to woe it away a little bit. And I see he's not, he's not slowing down at all. And I kind of tried to sidestep him and I got the, the head of the little calf right into the thigh and that dude rolled me over and then he comes up I mean, and Johnny, don't underestimate the little fuckers. Yeah, dude, they're stronger than hell. Johnny's got his back to the, you know, back to me. And the calf came over and jumped right over him and clipped him in the back of the head with his back hoof <laughs> and knocked his ass out cold, dude. Oh my God. That was the funniest thing. And our, I think it was our friend Nate, who was also there, yeah. shouted at Johnny's unconscious body. Hey, Johnny, I think he got kicked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he did. <laughs> that was great. Uh. <laughs> oh man, I forgot all about that part. Oh god. I think you got Shout kicked. out Nate, <laughs> funny fucking dude. <laughs> he actually texted me the other day. That's what uh, I talked to him recently too. He was texting me about his uh his old roommate from uh college, Nick Winters. You remember Nick Winters? Vaguely. I don't I might have only met him once. He was he was another one of the dudes that worked with us at Del Val. That whole group of people, we all at least the people on the dock, you know, all the dock hands, us young bucks. We all got pretty tight with each other. I hung out with a lot of them for a long time after working there. And he lived with Nate out in Reno when they went to college. And he was like, yeah, dude, look at this guy. He's trying to be Mikey Jr. And he's Nick Winters. Got a big old beard like me. <laughs> <laughs> Little scrawny kid, though. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I shouldn't call him a kid. I think he's older than me, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Which is funny because you're one of the older ones in our friend group. Yeah. Yep. My parents held me back. I couldn't color in the lines. <laughs> I was going to say, you were one of those kids that was born like right on the line. Where yeah. Your parents could have decided, all right, he's going to be the youngest kid in his class or the oldest kid in his class. You know, uh, Cahill, Wyatt Cahill? Yeah. Me and him were born on the same day. He went the other way. His parents sent him up, and my parents held me, held me back the year. So it's, you know. Hey, I think it worked out for you. It's, it's pretty <laughs> funny, dude. And for like three, four years in a row. I'd spend my birthday with his younger sister, and my sister would be hanging out with him on his birthday. <laughs> we, like, we didn't want nothing to do with each other, but you know, we had basically a little sibling with us. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Oh, it's great. So um, I do have one more question about your family. What's something that everybody in your family hates? Or not necessarily hates, but like loves to shit on? Vegans. <laughs> big time vegans oh that's one and, of the best ones and vegetarians my cousin my cousin travis he's my uh my oldest cousin 
his uh, his new wife, they married last year in October, I believe. She's a vegetarian. And we were just relentlessly beating the hell out of her, out of her about it and making hell of fun of her. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, just know. had to clarify because, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, legal reasons. Yeah, no, obviously, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to go laying hands on a, on a vegan. They're frail. That's true. I mean, you breathe <laughs> on them, you'll break them. Yeah, they can't hold up, man. Oh. But I think I think she does it for like health purposes. So we kind of we kind of eased up on her after a while. But yeah, for sure. Like there's there's reasons to go vegan that like I respect, and I'll I'll even I'll even go the ethical route as as somebody who, you know, grew up raising free range grass fed cattle. Right. I fu- you know like I was raised to respect the animal, and there are not, you know, not every ranch does that. So I get the ethical reasons. Yeah, but I feel, I feel like a lot of times people do it because it's in vogue. It's hip. What it's, did it's, you just <laughs> say? What was that word you just said? I'm sorry I took the SATs, Mikey. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I had to study vocabulary. I'm going to use vocabulary. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> okay, fine. Some yeah. people do it because it's cool. You know, I... I Scored a 37% in senior English class. That's who you're talking to, guy. I'm good as fucking math, though. Use that shit every day, dude. That's something not a lot of people know about carpenters. You got to you gotta be oh, yeah. big time on your math, dude. I mean, it's not like calculus and... No, there, there's like some trig shit that we got to do. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Because angles and shit. Yeah, we do that, uh, <laughs> the Pythagorean theorem a lot. That, that's... You square fucking everything off of so that. So you guys, you guys are the reason we learn about that shit in school. Yeah. Because <laughs> nobody else in any profession uses that but construction. Because they're all idiots, <laughs> man. I mean, and really only carpenters. There's a few other ones, but mostly carpenters and probably iron workers use that shit to square stuff off. That's funny. I always, I always see the goddamn meme about, like, nobody ever taught us how to do taxes or apply for a job, but goddamn it, I know the Pythagorean theorem. Well, yeah. it sounds like. Now we found the reason. Go be a carpenter, dude. Apparently, that's that's fucking half of it, right there. That not chopping your fingers off. Yeah, you know you don't want to end up like nine digit Dan. (laughs) Is it really a nine digit Dan? There's really a nine digit Dan. (laughs) I love it. Haven't seen him in a good amount of time, but there is a nine digit Dan out there. Oh, that's awesome. And there's a guy, Fred, man. Uh, this guy, Fred, I've seen do some of the funniest shit on a job site, bro. One guy. I don't think I've ever met a guy named Fred who doesn't work in the trades. Like, dude, this guy, Fred, <laughs> he had a fucked up eye. Like, one of his eyes just didn't play real nice with the other one. And it, like, shot off. Shot off past his nose like that. And we, my buddy Billy was holding up a, a sheet of plywood for him. It's out. My buddy Billy was holding up a sheet of plywood for him. And he's like, God damn it, move your fucking hand. I got one eye. He's like trying to drive a nail in Billy's hands like right there. He's like, dude, what are you doing? There's another time uh, this dude, Jose, dropped his, dropped his headlamp in the, in the blue room. You know, we got headlamps that attach to our hard hats when mm. you wear hard hats. Um, and his, his fucking headlamp fell off, fell into, the, into that deep blue liquid that ain't nobody going to reach into. And... The, uh, the cleaner guy came in, sucked it out, and it got stuck in his hose, and he shook it out of his hose, and it was sitting on the ground outside the shitter. 
And here comes old Fred. He's like, look at this freaking headlamp, dude. And he had a squeaky voice. That's yeah, funny. Like it took it's... me a minute to figure out what the blue room was. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, dude. I've never heard anybody call it that. Oh, yeah. You know, that's... The porta potty for those of you who can't the... keep up. Yeah, the porta john. <laughs> it's an evil place. Oh, absolutely. It's... That is my least favorite part about, like, camping in a campground and stuff. It's always a fucking porta potty. Yeah. Or, yeah. like, or basically just a hole in the ground with a seat. Yeah. Although I will take that over a porta potty any day. But let me tell you something, dude. People who have sympathy for the homeless obviously do not work construction because those people do some evil shit to those things, man. <laughs> they, they spray before they sit, and it's fucking disgusting. Oh, it's terrible. Ugh. Happens oh, every time. God, every job site I've been on. They oh God, seriously, just everyone. There's shit all over the porta potty. Yeah, no, they just fucking they just go for it, dude. Ugh, and then they leave. God, I remember, uh, I think my worst porta potty story was back when we were playing little guy football hmm. and, uh, these, we used to play at the middle school or practice at the middle school. Right. But for whatever reason, they wouldn't let us go use the bathrooms at the middle school. So there was a porta potty sitting out by our field and we come to practice one day and I go into the porta potty only to find out that somebody had tipped the damn thing over. Oh yeah. And there was that nasty blue water and shit all over the inside of it so i at, at that point i just decided i didn't need to go yeah you and know, I, I shut don't... the door i went back to practice didn't tell nobody and then like 10 minutes later our coach goes to use the bathroom <laughs> pooping my pants man it's better than that thing seriously at least it's my own my own doing god and our coach came out so pissed oh, thought yeah. it was one of us thought it was it probably was. I, oh, yeah. Abs well, I mean, it was one of us that burned down the equipment shed. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. A name who won't be named again for legal reasons. Yeah. But. <laughs> it's incriminating. It was funny, too, because of all the people we played football with, he absolutely made the list of, like, top five most likely to burn down the oh, equipment shed. Oh, yeah, he was shed. a suspect for sure. <laughs> for sure. Oh, I mean, he he was the kid who like started smoking weed at eleven years old, and yeah, that's he weird, was... man. I don't know who would do that. <laughs> Fucking degenerates out there, bro. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, nobody. Yeah, I mean, you're making it sound like you know it's normal to start at that age, and I definitely did that and didn't wait till I was seventeen or eighteen years old because I mean... I'm bad at breaking rules. <laughs> I was pretty good at it. <laughs> I was good at getting away with it for the most part, too. I only got in trouble a couple times, man, and most of the time was able to talk my way out of it somehow. Oh, God. Yeah, I got better at it as I went, but <laughs> I was definitely one of those kids who, like, stayed within the lines growing up just because, like, I knew I would get caught if I didn't. <laughs> See, I, I stayed enough within the lines to get away with a lot of shit. <laughs> I stayed like enough. I'd, I'd cross it a time or two, but I, I wouldn't get caught up because I stayed most of the time in in the line. Oh god! Like uh, like that junior prom. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, we have to talk about this. Mm -hmm. This this is one of my favorite stories that I go around telling people because it was that made junior prom. Yeah, bro. Fucking, <laughs> I bought a camouflage tuxedo. And no fucking ticket to prom. 
I ended up, my parents gave me money to buy a ticket for prom, but I had failed the class, so I was fairly certain I wasn't able to go. I think you're right. I think you have to have at least like a 2.0. I, I had a 2.0, but I thought if you failed a class, you couldn't buy a ticket for whatever reason. I that, thought that was That might rule. be true. I, I might have just made that up. <laughs> but, uh, but for whatever reason, you kept the money and didn't buy a ticket. I didn't keep the money. I shoulder tapped somebody and got a case of beer, <laughs> bought a little bit of weed with that money, and then I, I show up to the show up to the prom and hella people, like there are a few people who are like you're an idiot, like this dude tried it last year and he didn't get away with it, and I was like yeah well here's the difference that dude's an idiot, like that, well. <laughs> that dude doesn't know what he's doing, so I walk in right do the whole thing they breathalyze you going in. And I, I walk in and I'm standing in the back of the line. And I start laying out my plan. I'm like, all right, the coat check area is over here to the left. I'm going to wait till all these teachers are looking down at their list. And I'm just going to slide on Dude, over and check my coat. I in. remember there were like potted plants and shit. And yeah. you and your camo tux oh, yeah. were hiding in the potted plants. Dude, I got a, a neon orange bow tie made by <laughs> Nate Burke's mama. <laughs> it was a sweet suit dude it was a bitching fucking suit oh yeah no absolutely but <laughs> so one of my teachers sees me in the back of the line right and she calls me up to the front and i was like plan b plan b what do we do and i get up to the front and i show her my my student id and she starts looking like uh yeah you know you're not on the list and i was like well that can't be and then she sends me on to the next teacher and he's the no i'm all right it was that uh, that weirdo. Uh, what was that weird English teacher? That dude with the the bummy looking hair. Oh, Mr. Cabasino. Cabasino, and he's like, he kind of freaks out. He's like, I I don't have time for this right now, and he just pushes me away, pushes me onto the next one. Oh yeah, and, uh, dude. He was a weird guy, but he was the best with shit like that because he just he didn't want to handle it. Yeah, he <laughs> wanted nothing to do with it. So I got away from that one too. I went through all five teachers. Not on any of the lists. It's all the same list, but they checked it every time for me. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's weird. I guess you can go over there and talk to Miss Garza. And Miss Garza's husband, Mr. Garza, was the girls' basketball coach at Livermore High. <laughs> yep. My sister played basketball, and me and my dad went in there, and uh, we built the girls' basketball team their own locker room. So they had their own, you know, special place to get set up and you know, get ready for their games, get all hyped up and whatnot. So Miss Garza is kind of, you know, she's got a little soft spot for me. And she looks at me. She looks through all the contracts because you remember we had to sign them contracts to go. Oh, yeah. And fucking no contract. And I'm standing there like, well, that just say it ain't so. I mean, I turned in all the proper paperwork. I know I did. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. She's like, okay, I'm going to call your parents. And they're going to tell me if they gave you money for the ticket or not. And if they gave you money for the ticket, I'll let you in. And then you either need to bring me a receipt or $85 on Monday. Okay. No big deal. Calls my parents up. Far as my parents know, I bought a ticket to the dance. So <laughs> And I go. Are they just finding out now that you didn't? No, I told them. <laughs> All right. I told them what had happened because I had to ask them for the 85 bucks to pay for the dance. <laughs> So, so they I, gave you money for prom twice. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So really, the reason that everybody else failed was because they didn't have your parents. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going <laughs> to deny that I'm lucky, dude, but I'd rather be lucky than good any day oh, yeah. of the week. 
<laughs> no, shout out Bill and Christy. Awesome people. Oh, dude, the best. <laughs> I ended up, I went in on Monday morning with my 85 bucks, too. And I go up to Miss Torres, and I, I hand her the 85 bucks, and she looks through my records, and she's like, Dude, you've been blocked for an overdue library book from last year. And I was like, you want your 85 bucks or not? I already went to the dance. I just walked away and went to class. Oh, yeah, no, that made the entire dance. Like, it was was fun. Dude, people were yelling like, Mikey got in. And I was like, bro, I'm not in yet. Like, chill out, man. (laughs) Yeah, you were kind of just like standing just inside the door waiting for miss garza to talk to your parents and we're all like celebrating <laughs> and everybody's like there's no way he's making it in there's no way but literally they know i'm the luckiest son of bitch alive, bro. <laughs> oh man clearly <laughs> got lucky more and more than more than my fair share of times man <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah um Shit, I'm trying to think. I had a story. I had a story in mind. Oh, I know what it was. I remember you came out to visit me in college once. It's another time you got lucky because I should have been fucking fired for this. But, uh. Oh, yeah, the football game. So, yeah. So you came out to visit me my freshman year uh, in college. I was playing football at the time and I was a. I redshirted. And they took all the red shirts and the red shirts were game day crew. Um. And I, I got assigned sideline ca- sideline cameraman, which actually was a pretty dope job. But the camera was heavy as shit, and I could only hold it for about a half at a time. But I got you down on the field to watch the game with me, and about halftime rolls around, and I'm I'm getting tired of holding this thing. So I just kind of pawned it off onto you. And you started uh, you started filming, and you got so into it watching it through the lens. You didn't realize you had stepped over the, the sideline. No, I knew what I, I knew what I did. <laughs> <laughs> I knew exactly what I was we were doing. We on the away sideline, so the ref immediately throws a flag for a sideline violation. Fifteen yard penalty cancels out this big play that they had just made. Dude, they scored a touchdown. Yeah. they scored the <laughs> game winning touchdown. You got a touchdown called back. The game-winning touchdown. And this this away coach was just about in tears yelling at the ref like, this guy's not even on my staff. He's not on my team. He's just a guy with no. a camera. What the fuck? They thought it was him. <laughs> yeah. They called the penalty on him, and it was me. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even remember that, and it was my job that you almost cost me. And they were pointing at me, yelling and screaming, and you see me holding the camera, and the camera just leans, and you see my finger point at him, and, like, you know, I shrugged it off. Like, no, it's that that guy, bro. I didn't do it. Oh, God. And. <laughs> your coach shook my hand after that yeah, and said come out here anytime <laughs> <laughs> that was the best moment yeah it was because i remember getting a talking to from my boss on like the film crew like and this is why we don't let our friends down on the sideline <laughs> i won you the game dickhead like how about a little appreciation <laughs> but yeah our coach was i have never seen our coach that proud of a player yeah, right? <laughs> fucking camera guy saved the game for us, dude. Defense sucked it up all day. This fucking camera guy gets the touchdown called back. Oh, my God. You can call it cheating if, if you want, but, man, I grew up a Raider fan. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying hard oh, enough. Oh, absolutely not. 
Fuck it, dude. I feel like that's why the Raiders have been shit, is they're not cheating enough. Well, they made too many rolls. You can't cheat anymore, <laughs> dude. There's hardly hey, you anything. you just got to be better do. at cheating. I mean, what what can you really do to cheat anymore? They call everything. <laughs> you can't hit anybody. You can't even breathe on a receiver downfield. There's nothing you could do. Uh, you could deflate a football like Tom Brady did. That's about well, it. You get caught doing that, too. Yeah, four weeks. Oh. Well, isn't it four-week suspension and a big old fine for a half-inflated football or some shit? Something like that. Yeah, he, he missed a few games. Uh, I want to say this was... Wasn't this also when he got in trouble for destroying evidence because he, like, smashed his phone? I don't know. I didn't hear nothing about that. I, t- I heard there was a always some controversy. Like the, the deflate gate or whatever. I'd smash a phone, too. Like, oh, you want this? Fucking sorry. I dropped it in the lake, dude. <laughs> oh, my bad. Oh, uh, God. Yeah. Between Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, I feel like there have been a lot of gates over the years at, in New England. You know, I, I like Belichick. I kind of oh, yeah. dig a, his style. He's a winner. He's, he's a good That's, football coach. I despise Tom Brady. Despise Tom Brady. Everybody who's not a Pats or a Buccaneers fan does. Well, Raider fans have an especially good reason to hate oh, that son of absolutely. a bitch. Absolutely. I mean, but you do got to admit, he is hands down the best quarterback to ever play the game, I think. Oh, yeah. Hands down. And that's that's something it took me a long time to come around to saying, too. Like, no, like you we, know, we've got a couple of friends who are like diehard Pats fans who have been saying that since like 2003. Yeah. And I always thought they were full of shit. Always. Up until about like... 2016, 2017, I finally started coming around and like, all right. Yeah, like this, his this fourth guy's, or fifth Super Bowl, you're like, I Yeah, guess. this guy's won five or six Super Bowls by this point. But he's also We're, almost lost the most amount of Super Bowls as well. Yeah, but you got to be, you got to go to a lot of Super Bowls to both win and lose the most. <laughs> yeah, but that's not a record you want to hold. I don't know. I feel like. I feel like losing the most Super Bowls is still an accomplishment because you made it to that many Super Bowls. I disagree, dude. Losing sucks. <laughs> no, fuck lo- losing. Losing is awful. But it's it it's a lot easier to swallow when you're in a game like that. Nope. Like like when it's nope. when it's preseason and you get stomped 42 to nothing, that blows. Nah. But I- when you make it to the Super Bowl, and you, you know, and you lose to the better team like that's. Yeah, but what are the Giants really the better team? You lost. You, they lost a Super Bowl to the fucking New York Giants. Dude. Twice. Did, was it twice? Yeah. Was it the really? Giants ended a perfect season for the Pats? Yeah, that was great. Dude. <laughs> I love that. That was. Oh, my God. We had a friend, uh, Connor. Dude Whiting? was a diehard Patriots fan. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so he uh and he was relentlessly talking shit every week, week after week. Oh, the Patriots won another one, still undefeated. I have never been more happy to see the Giants win. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Probably the only game better than that's when the Ravens won that Super Bowl against the Niners, dude. Oh, I know. That was a good one. Oh, it's what was that? 2013, 14? I think it might have been 13. Yeah. Or the 13 season. That was the time I fell out of the back of OG's uh OG's That's Tahoe. right. We were we all got together at Sam's house and we were watching the Super Bowl. Yeah, shout out right Sam. Out of- We've brought him up a couple of times, but yeah. 
we decided, what was it, halftime? <laughs> we were going to go to the park and play some touch football. We were playing a street game, but there were too many cars. We were like, <laughs> we got to get out of here, go to the park, man. And that's right. And we it were playing shirts too. and skins. Yeah. And you pick skins. <laughs> Obviously, dude. Why would I not? And we had, yeah, that's right. There were so many of us. We piled into this big ass suburban and we just, it had the like swinging doors in the back. Yeah. The double doors. Yep. And so we just left those open and a few of us were hanging out the back. It was hot back there, dude. <laughs> well, yeah, there were a bunch of sh- shirtless teenagers. I think I was the only one in the back back. Because somebody else would have would have fell out too had they been back there. Because he took off off that stop sign. Yeah. There, there were definitely more people in the car than yeah. there were oh, seats. Yeah. I think I was sitting in the trunk with you. There were like but I wasn't dangling people. my feet off the edge. Yeah. He guns it coming out of a stop sign. <laughs> oh, God. And I just remember watching you as you slowly slid out of that car, reaching around, grabbing for anything to grab onto. I, I grabbed the only thing in the back of that car that wasn't bolted to the fucking car. Dude. Oh, yeah, there was like I a grabbed little that step stool and fucking <laughs> fell out of the back, dude. Oh, Dude, dude, I had we such thought, bad road rash up my back, oh, dude. We thought we were going to have to call off the whole Super Bowl party. We, like, no, I popped you back were up. all red and scarred, and you were like, all right, let's go play football. Dude, <laughs> you remember that elder? You remember what I did? There's like that elderly couple that was sitting on the curb that watched it happen. I don't remember this. Yeah, there's like an older couple that was sitting there, watched it happen, and Sam kind of, you know, he, he took off a little bit because he's like, what do I do? <laughs> if I remember correctly, that was such a long time ago. Oh, God. that's how I recall it. He kind of like he drove up the road a little ways. I popped up and seen that elderly couple and said they kept me back there for weeks, and I ran off. <laughs> <laughs> they kept me in that in that truck for I think, weeks. I think we were all away. so shocked that you fell out of the car. I might not have caught that. <laughs> then we went to the park and I just jammed a bunch of mud in it and played that fucking game, dude. <laughs> oh, I don't even remember who won that game. Like that that whole thing takes the cake. That and the fact that Sam's a Niner fan and we all got to gloat. Oh yeah, I wore all my Raiders <laughs> gear in support of the Ravens that day. Oh. <laughs> oh, I was that was a lot of fun. Our our friend group in general, I feel like we, all we did was talk shit to each other. Oh, yeah. That was, that's that, what most that's male friendships f- are built yeah. on. <laughs> that's what we do, man. Oh. Do you imagine being, like, sensitive enough where you couldn't do that with your buddies? Like, what kind of fucking life is that, dude? <laughs> Quit being oh. a bitch, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's one way to put it. Yeah, you know, fucking. You know what might help you out? You just got the fuck over it. Yeah. What, you, you don't want me to care about your feelings and be nice to you? <laughs> yeah, well, you want to hold hands, too, you fucking Sally? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, shit, man. What, we we got into a good amount of trouble over the years. What's, what's something we haven't talked about yet? Did you used to go over to Ventsville parties after the youth football games? Yes. You remember that one uh, that one fella around the corner we'd always ding uh, we dong did? Yep. We used to the, and he finally got fed up with it once, and he chased us all into the park. Yeah, he chased us because we shot a fucking fire extinguisher into his house. <laughs> oh, God. I, I didn't do it. I don't by remember the way, that. For I the just, record, I, 
Yeah, I, I can't get in trouble for that. I just, I, well, I know you didn't because you and I took off and we hid together. I was Yeah, I was too <laughs> slow, dude. I wouldn't have got away. Yeah, I was I a fat kid. We got literally as soon as he couldn't see us. Like, oh, dude, one of us grabbed the other bush, we just wheezing. dove in the bushes. Yeah, <laughs> Wheezing like... <laughs> I'm glad we made it. <laughs> we ran about 15 steps. <laughs> oh, God. It felt like something out of a horror movie, too. We're, like, we're sitting there hiding in the bushes, and we could just hear him. He's, like, pacing around where we're hiding. Yeah. No, he was, like, right in front of us, dude. <laughs> I feel like he knew we were there, but he also knew that we weren't the ones who shot the fire extinguisher in his house i don't think so man i think he'd uh, he'd uh, if he knew we were there he'd have dove in the bushes like uh <laughs> you know just fucking beat the hell out of us for do not recommend there were some there. large sharp rocks in those bushes yeah <laughs> yes there were i can speak from experience i think my back wasn't feeling right for a while after yeah. that you, you know, I took one like young right and in the bendy spot. Then. <laughs> you know, young and bendy, get over it pretty quick. <laughs> oh, yeah i I have a hard time believing we're out of stories here. Um, oh no, there's so what's, plenty more. What's the craziest thing you've seen on a uh, like on a job site as a carpenter? I feel like we haven't touched enough on that shit. I got a good one for you. I got a real good one. So I showed up at like 5.30 in the morning to this job where it was last year, like probably around this time last year. It was, uh, yeah, like 5.30 in the morning. I show up and there's some dude standing out front of the job site with a box. And, you know, one of the other guys was already there. And my dad, who was, who's the superintendent on site, he was already there. And I pull up and, you know, we, I go in and they're talking to him, and he's like, yeah, I got a, a delivery for a, a Mark or a Greg or something. And we're like, well, one, we don't have a Mark or a Greg, and two, delivery drivers definitely ain't dropping no shit off at 5.30 in the morning, bro. Like, And you don't look much like a delivery driver. So I don't know, bro. And he's like, oh, okay. And he kind of slinks away and kind of goes into a corner of the job site. We're like, hey man, like you got to get out of here. This is an inactive construction site. You're not, you're not supposed to be in here. And fucking dude had just thrown the box on the ground. It was empty. Didn't have shit in it. And he's like, oh, oh, you know, just babbling. Couldn't really understand what the hell dude's saying. And then he turns around and looks at us. Motherfucker's got no pants on. <laughs> Walking around. Walking around, dicks out, San Francisco at an elementary school. Oh, of course. Elementary school. So we chase this motherfucker out of there. I'm like, you, you got to go. Get out. Go, go, Ugh. go. Chase him out. My dad called the, you know, the non-emergency line, get the cops up there and, like, try to do something about it, right? And then, you know, we go. We go about our day. We start working. We're maybe half hour into our day. And... One of the other contractors I was out there, one of the subcontractors comes up to me and my buddy Billy. And he's like, hey, dude, there's a guy walking around on the second floor with his fucking dick out, man. Like, <laughs> kind of show are you guys running around here, man? <laughs> so we go down there. We get this dude. We start trying to corral him away. And me and Billy are like, hey, man, you got to get out of here. And he's 
So he's walking around. He's got his jacket over his shoulders. And we're like, hey, you got to get out of here. And he's like, oh, man, I just I got to go somewhere and sort it all out. And it's like, yeah, I'd say so, dude. You're you're rocking a jacket because it's cold and shoes on your feet and you got no pants on. Like, yeah, obviously you got to figure something out. You got to get the fuck out of here, though. Like, you can't be here anymore. That is the one nice thing about office jobs is not dealing with nut jobs like that. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's fucking comedy, dude. It's straight up comedy. (laughs) (laughs) So we start walking them out, and me and Billy are trying to corral them down to the first floor gate. My dad, in all his fucking infinite wisdom, Gets him walking back up to the fourth floor gate. And I was like, all right, you walk behind him, dude. When he turns around and decides to turn into a samurai and jump down the stairs at us, you're taking the dick to the face, not me. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Hell no. So we fucking walk this guy out. He walks out and he starts walking away up the hill. About another 20 minutes goes by and the, the police finally show up. So we go out there and we're talking to the police. And I was like, they're like, all right, what, what's the issue up here? And we're like, well, there's a guy walking around with no pants on in this this year elementary school. And the cop's like, yeah, so so what law did he break? And we're like, he's walking around with his fucking dick out at an elementary <laughs> school. What do you mean, what law did he break? He's like, yeah, well, unfortunately, it's it's not a crime to walk around San Francisco with with no pants on. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Dude, dude, I've been doing San Francisco all wrong. You know, if you want to walk around dicks out in the city, you go for it. I'm going to keep my fucking pants on. <laughs> but it does get a little chilly in the city, so I don't know. I, <laughs> this that might fucking, not be the most presentable. <laughs> this fucking cop had the fucking audacity to ask me to describe the fellow in question. And I was like, he's the guy up there with no fucking pants on. What do you mean? There's one of them. He's the one guy. He's standing right there. He's got no pants on. I don't know. In the city, I got to imagine it's more than the one guy. He was the one guy on that street (laughs) that I had seen so far that day. That was the only one I'd seen. (laughs) And I was like, he's right there with no pants on. He's like, well, sucks to be you, I guess. And then they drove away. And that was that was the end of that. Dude ended up walking off. Don't know what happened to him. Don't really care. Well, I mean, at least he didn't come back and just continue to. Yeah, I know. mean, eventually at some point you got to start hitting him with shit. Like, <laughs> dude, you got to go. Like, we don't want you here. Now, on a on a as a carpenter, yeah. Has anyone ever pulled a Happy Gilmore and shot their boss with the nail gun? No, they don't really. They don't really shoot like that. They got too many <laughs> safety measures and shit now. It's kind of a bummer, just because. <laughs> just because that was my favorite dude in that whole movie. Just about everybody <laughs> on a construction site has shot themselves in the hand with a nail gun. I, I heard one guy shot his leg. <laughs> Fuck, dude, that sounds like it sucks. Oh yeah, but, I could imagine. Like you know, I got I got my finger, my hand right there in between the pinky and the the other one. Whatever you call that one. That's that's the nice thing about being a DIYer is that, like, I don't use it as often as all you guys do. So my chances of eventually hurting myself are way lower. Yeah, I mean, if all, all we really do, you know, you shoot a nail through your hand, you pull that some bitch out and you get back to work. Put a Band-Aid on it or anything. Just uh, electrical tape. Out of work. Nah, you just wrap electrical tape around it and call it a fucking day, man. Keep that's, on going. Yeah, that's, that's definitely one that I... I remember growing up on the ranch is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tape you hurt it. yourself. It's literally just literally anything you can find that will 
Stop soak it. up the blood. Yeah. Doesn't even have to stop the bleeding. Just anything you can find that keeps shit, like literal shit, from getting in your yeah. <laughs> cut. It'd be fine. But yeah, dude. I, I mean, uh, my dad used to keep, my dad used to, uh, his move was super glue. Yeah, that's a good one, dude. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's one of the best. But the, the gnarliest injury. Works like a charm. Gnarliest injury I ever got on a, on a job site. I was carrying a uh, a four by six piece of pressure treated. It was like 20 feet long, probably weighed like 75, 80 pounds, something like that. And I'm carrying it. And the, the homeowner that I was on, the it was the, uh, the owner of the company's father-in-law or some shit. And he had like a like a grand Torino or like, you know, some some bitchin' car sitting in the driveway. I moved the piece of wood over to the other shoulder, kind of keep my body between it and the car. I don't want to fuck this thing up. Oh, right. And when I went to put it down, my right hand slipped off of it. And I was like, you know, you, you make that quick reaction call. What do you do? Shit hit the fan. Like, well, what are you going to do? This big piece of wood's falling. It's either taking your knee an arm, a hand, it's gonna, it's gonna mash something up. It's gonna hurt pretty bad. So I, I just pushed it away from my body with my left hand, and I caught the two corners of pieces of wood on my oh. the very tip of my finger. And dude, I blew the end of my finger up, and I pulled my fingernail out of the back of my finger. It was the gnarliest shit, oh, dude. dude. Losing, losing a fingernail is one of the worst things. Oh, dude. no, dude. I didn't lose it. I pulled that fucker out like a tooth. Oh, like Un, unrooted yourself the fucking thing. on your. I didn't. I I tried to pull it out and the whole end of my finger down to here was pulling off with it. Oh, so I Ugh. so I decided not to do that. And then I didn't really I, right when I did it. I didn't really look at it. Because it, it didn't hurt, so I knew I had fucked it up pretty good. You know, when it doesn't hurt, you know you've done something bad. Because oh, you, yeah. you mash the nerves up and they, they ain't shooting no more. And still to this day, I got no feeling in the end of that finger. Oof. Oh, Jesus, that all, is rough. All that white shit is supposed to be inside my finger. That's the root of my nail. Oh, and when I went to the doctor, they told me if I'd have pulled that fingernail off, I'd have never grown a fingernail back on that finger. It took like six stitches to put all that shit back together. Oh, God. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm glad in the time that I spent doing this kind of work that, like, nothing bad's ever really happened. Yeah, I wouldn't I mean, call that bad. I was back at work the next day. Oh, I'm sure. Like, it's just a finger. Yeah. If it's really going to bug more. you that much, you could just chop it off at that knuckle. Yeah, Ronnie Lott it, dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't need that little tip of your finger. That's just there for decoration. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> that ain't nobody's favorite finger all the way the fuck over there, dude. No, I mean, like, the worst I've had is I've cut myself open a few times. Yeah. But, I mean, it's that's nothing. I mean, you know, sure, some of my fingers don't bend all the way anymore, but <laughs> right. <laughs> that's it. That's the only uh, real damage done. Fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That is the one thing that like always kind of psyched me out about getting into the trades is it seems like everybody's got their battle scars and it's like, yeah, yeah, I'd prefer not to take a job where I'm going to get like injured and maimed. Not it, like, <laughs> uh, I think certain parts of my job, not my job in general, but certain parts of it are ranked as like the seventh most dangerous job you can work in the States. Oh, I'm roofing. Sure. 
roofing is like oh, the yeah. sixth or seventh most dangerous. I do a little bit of it, not a whole bunch, but that shit's that shit can get sketchy, dude. Well, dude, roofers work at a height that can kill them on some houses. Oh yeah, like easy. Just, I mean, did, any any yeah, height, no question. You like. I, if you land wrong from, yeah, like a one-story house, it could kill you. Yeah, uh, a six-foot fall could kill you. But, you know, six oh, feet, yeah. you, you just land a little bit goofy, and you're, you're done. You know, you break your back, you, you die. Well, I mean, it. yeah, it's... That is the one sketchy thing about the trades, is it's definitely a way more dangerous job than ah, sitting behind a desk. You know, yeah. But that, like, we've talked to other tradesmen on the show, and, like, like my dad, who's a ranch hand, came on and told, you know, some stories about the shit he put up with. It's, it's almost worth it. I think, like, it in my experience, I can say, like, because that that rush you get of like, man, I should have died there. Hey, it ain't <laughs> no fun unless you could die doing it. Yeah, that's that's, well, there the, is. that's the way I live my life. If I can't die doing it. Is, is is it really that fun? Well, and that's that's the thing. Like, yeah, office jobs are a lot safer in those terms, but like. Yeah, but that makes the job rated, that man. much more boring. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, dude, I was up sixteen so feet we on were a scissor lift, living in the woods, living off of what we could kill. I remember <laughs> the first <laughs> the first guy to tell me that it ain't no fun unless you could die doing it. We were in a scissor lift, a sixteen foot scissor lift, and I looked back over the back. I was like, "Hey, man, that back wheel's on a pile of garbage." He's like, ah, fuck it, man. It ain't no fun unless you could die doing it. <laughs> and we went all the way, 16 feet up, and we start doing our work. We were uh, trimming out a window, and we both got that feeling. You know that feeling when you're going to fall? Yep. That, like, how your stomach gets light? Oh, yeah. We both got that. That fucking scissor lift started tipping over. We were 16 fucking feet in the air, bro. Oh, we, I hate that. That's, we grabbed onto the windowsill and just pulled that thing back up. And we're like, take it down, take it down. Let's, <laughs> let's pick that pile of garbage up. Oh yeah. No, that's close calls and shit like that are rough. I hate scissor lifts for oh, that exact fun. scissor lifts. Um, like my big thing, I get real uncomfortable when you have it all the way extended and then you start driving with it. Yeah. That's, no, I, that's, I that's, that's the one on that, that gets shit, me. Dude. Cause it's, it's such a narrow wheelbase and you're up so high. <laughs> you ever roll off a piece of three quarter plywood on that when you're all the way up and you, you take a little three quarter inch dip. That's a, that's a six inch swing right there, boy. Oh dude. But everything like <laughs> being on ladders is my real thing. Like ladders I, are way uh, more I, dangerous. I fucking hate ladders. Way more dangerous. Especially like, especially if I don't have somebody at the bottom holding me. You never holding do the ladder. Either. I just, I always feel like at any second, that, that feeling in your stomach you were talking about yep. never goes away when I'm on a ladder. Dude, I had Because to. I, like, I've, I've seen ladders fall. I've, and yeah. especially doing DIY work out here on the ranch where everything is gravel, you can never find a level place to put the ladder. Uh, you got to so get extensions. So it's always leaning a little bit. And extension ladders are way better. Don't use A-frames. If you can use oh, an yeah, extension ladder. No, no, no. I'm talking about extension ladders. And use them cleats. There's there's not a good level place to plant them. Ah, That's you'll be the fine. No, no, but it's it's one of those things like every step you take up the ladder, you can feel it knocking against the house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the fun stuff. Oh, <laughs> I had to run an entire. It was like a. It's probably no wonder I've 
got an issue with heights. Like I was putting up Christmas lights on those fucking things <laughs> when I was over that young, shit real quick. Like, dude. yeah. <laughs> you ever been on scaffold? Yep. Yeah, that one. That one tripped me up my first time. It's they're weird. The it's, boards bowing under your feet. It, it's one of those weird situations. Like where in one, on one hand, I feel more comfortable because I'm at least standing on a levelish platform. Yeah. yeah, and I'm not like balancing myself on a little rung like I am on a ladder. Right. But on the other hand, yeah, the, the boards bow under your feet. The platform itself is not very sturdy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's. It's kind of a crapshoot. Just being up on heights in general, there, there's no real good way to do it when you're doing work. Anything over 30 feet, I'm a lot better with. If it's over 30 feet, I'm I'm a lot better off. Really? Because it's not gonna hurt. If I fall, it ain't gonna hurt that bad. I'm going. <laughs> I'm I'm punching that ticket, dude. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. You know. Uh, under 30 feet, I feel like I could fall right and, like, just snap a femur, and I don't want to do that. That sounds like it fucking sucks. Oh, dude, one of the ones that always used to get me is, like, bucking hay Yeah, off the top of the haystack. Because it's the same thing. You climb up that rickety-ass ladder. You've got no good level place to put it, so you're wobbling the entire time. And then the, the, pot, the, the hay finally, bale can be kind of rickety, too. Well, yeah, you finally get on top of the haystack, and every hay bale moves and wiggles under your feet. Yeah. And then you got to go and you just start kicking them off the top. Yep. And you've got to get like up to the edge of the haystack to kick. Like I've had to stand on hay bales and like on the edge and get them to start tipping and then jump off the hay bale. (laughs) Like it's, especially with like some of the, some years we get the really big ones that do not want to budge. Yeah. And yeah, it's. Once you get those off, you're hanging over the edge. <laughs> Looking down, I'm like, oh, wow. Man. At least out here, it's mostly dirt you'd be falling to. Yeah, not anymore. We got the barn redone. It's oh, all concrete right. floors now. Yeah. You remember uh, before when you had the old barn? Oh, that old guys, barn was awesome. You guys built that fucking uh, that tower out of the hay bales, and we played a game of paintball right there. You remember that? Oh, God, this was so – I don't remember doing it – when the barn was still intact, I remember when I we tore down the old barn and used the barn. We dug foxholes. We used like pieces of the barn as like barricades. We set that it, tower out all the yeah. hay, dude. That was hella cool. Oh god, if you could get in the tower, you were set for that round of paintball. Yeah, we've got God. We've got a lot of good because us and a few of our friends were all into paintball at. At the same time, we all had our own guns. And our dads all got guns, too. And yeah. And we played us versus our dads. That was hella fun, dude. Oh, God. And, yeah, we've got all this property that we could just do that on. You remember And a bunch dad- of scrap for barricades. And so we set up our own course every time, and it was a different part of the ranch. <laughs> you remember when my dad broke his thumb because he refused <laughs> to let a bunch of kids fucking beat him? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Running away and slid like he's some kind of fucking Navy SEAL. He slides his thumbs all sideways uh. as he turns around and keeps shooting. That's a tough remember, old man right there, dude. All them old timers are just oh yeah, fucking ridiculous. I remember uh, at one point we had set up. Actually, we didn't have to set anything up. There's a little like creek running through the property yeah. and this little thicket. Just all these trees, so it it felt like a freaking. I mean, I I feel like. This is ex- exaggerating a little bit, but it felt like B-52 
being in Vietnam, you know, wading through the water and trees and shit. And just, you never know where anybody was. And all of a sudden your dad starts popping off shots at me, just rapid fire. And I ducked behind this log that was maybe like three inches tall. Yeah. And I'm just laying flat and shooting over it, just shooting over it blind. And I think I hit your dad like in the top of the head. <laughs> I remember your dad cheated like a motherfucker that one time, dude. I will never know. He cheated. No, uh, I I'll never let it go. I shot him right in the ass, dude. I'm with it because there was paint on him. Yeah. And he was, well, because what was it, right? You, you hit him and then he kept firing and hit you. No. And so, said that you were out. So I remember we were in like a, in like a big brushy area and we picked a terrible spot because we were downhill and we were stuck in this little thicket. And I, I looked at you and said, hey, is there a way they can get over at us from the left? Because I heard something <laughs> moving. And you were like, nah, no way. And I run over there and I laid up behind this berm and I, I saw your dad. Your dad was on the other side of the same berm as I was. <laughs> and I popped up and I shot him. I think I got him in the shoulder, actually. It wasn't the ass. I shot him right in the top of the shoulder. And then he popped up and shot me right in the top of the head where the helmet doesn't cover anything. <laughs> And I was like, what the, what the hell, dude? You cheated and I shot you right in the shoulder. Everybody, I saw it. You, yeah. you know what there happened. Was, it was like yellow paint. He was wearing like a gray sweatshirt. Yeah. yeah. It was obvious. Spot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, that's a sweat stain. Yeah. <laughs> cheating, son of a bitch. <laughs> Is that why you shot his truck? Yep. <laughs> Payback's a bitch, uh, man. No, I just remember we were riding back to the house in the back of the truck. And you were sitting there, weren't you trying to shoot a cow or something? I was trying to shoot one of the bulls right in the sack. <laughs> and my dad hits this bump, and you just, it throws off your aim, and you hit the inside of the truck. <laughs> At least it wasn't a gun. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Shoot a hole For sure. Bed. For sure, because we've ridden in the back of that truck shooting real guns, too, quite I a bit. I shot your dad's, I shot, I denied it, but I shot the, uh, the top of your dad's truck with my twenty two. Just grazed it. I didn't put a hole in it, but I put a pretty good dent in it. <laughs> Denied oh, that one for hell long. Did you ever own up to it? No. <laughs> I never told him anyway. I hope he doesn't listen to your podcast. He does, and my sister, who drives that truck now, oh, listens yeah? to this podcast, so she might be she might be calling to get your insurance information. Well, I might not be coming <laughs> up here for a while again. Oh. <laughs> uh. Oh God, we, we did. We went up and, well, we played paintball a lot. We shot guns a lot because this was the only place any of our friends with guns knew of to come and shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you want to go to the gun club and follow a bunch of weird rules. Oh, I know rules are the dumbest thing. At the gun club, you can't all ride in the back of a pickup truck and empty your rifle at the same squirrel as everybody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jack never worked. <laughs> Go figure. You know he's a good dude and all, but I will never shoot with that guy again. He ruined all of our shots on all of those squirrels in that valley. <laughs> he's a good dude and everything, but 
I, I'm still a little uh, salty about that one. Yeah, he would like stand up and he would rock the entire bed while we were all shooting, and then he'd be like running in the bed of the truck. We were all taking aim. We were all picking a squirrel in the valley, and then he just starts peppering the valley with random shots, not hitting a damn thing. Like, he, all right. Now, my dad did break out his old like lever action cowboy gun. And he, Jack was the only one who could ever hit the target with it, but that's because the sights were broken. I don't think I ever shot that. I don't think I was ever here when you guys shot that. Oh, one of these days we've got to get you up and shoot it. It's a lot of fun. What, uh, what is it? It's a 30-30. Oh, dude, that's it's, exactly it's, what it's I like want. A, it's like a Winchester 74. Yep. It is so much fun to shoot. That's exactly it's, it's the, the same, gun I was looking for. It's the same thing as with your pistol. Like You feel like, you feel like John Wayne sitting there shooting it. Yeah. Like it's one of those you got to bring your pistol. We got to break out the thirty thirty. We got to recreate the uh, was it rooster cog burn? Yeah, that's With bold the, talk for a one eyed yeah. fat man. Reins in the teeth, pistol <laughs> in one hand, rifle in the other. Just <laughs> that's like my favorite line, dude. When he, uh, Robert Duvall, the bad guy, is on the other side of the valley, and he's he's like, "I'm gonna kill you, dead." That's bold talk for a one eyed fat man. <laughs> Fill your hands, you son of a bitch. <laughs> That's a good movie, dude. Oh, any John Wayne movie, dude. For those of you listening who don't watch westerns, just go watch John Wayne you're, movies. You're screwing up. <laughs> God. Oh. You oh, haven't God. watched John Wayne like you haven't lived. <laughs> that dude was a fucking legend. Yeah. Do you know he was he was such a public figure at the height of his fame? That the Soviet Union actually sent people to assassinate him. Really? I did not know that. Yeah. I know he went to uh, he Wyatt like, Earp's funeral when no Wyatt shit. Earp passed away. I think Wyatt Earp, was it him? I want to say it was him because Wyatt Earp passed away in like 1920 or something like that. Yeah, I'm not sure what the timeline he was is, a, but he was I a young man. It. That was, uh, but yeah, no, like John Wayne had a security detail. I think it was like FBI or CIA after that. Because, yeah, like two bunch of rooskies yeah. were coming to try and kill him. <laughs> yeah. Just imagine getting to that level of fame. Like, who, who do we have that all of America can rally behind these days? That like our enemies would send somebody to kill a celebrity. Coming after Cardi B. <laughs> North, North Korea is going to start coming after, like, Cardi B and shit. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, do you want to fuck with Cardi B? I don't, I don't know. Some of those people have, like, some of those people are, like, actually legit. I mean, anybody but, who's worked at a stripper probably knows how to throw a fucking punch. So oh, yeah, I'm sure. Probably, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, even then, Cardi B, like, is she really worth it? Is all of America going to be devastated if North no, Korea kills her? Uh, well, yeah, there's there's quite a, she's got quite a following, I think. That's fair. I don't like Joe Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> the white man's Oprah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> or Oprah, for that matter, yeah. Oprah's got a big following, I, for okay, sure. Okay, so yeah, North Korea Ellen, might come after them. They're coming after Ellen. Oh, no, she got canceled. Yeah, up, enough, pe enough people hate Ellen at this point. I think they'd be okay with it. They're going <laughs> to recruit her. Betty White. Betty White yeah. is the person now that, like, you kill Betty White, you're starting a war. Man, I haven't heard <laughs> nothing about Betty White in a minute, dude. Yeah, as far as I know, she's still kicking. 
She's like she's gotta be like a hundred and something by now. She's like ninety eight or something like that. Fuck. She's Betty White is older than sliced bread. Yeah. By a bit too. Yeah. <laughs> what they do before that? They just rip a piece off for their sandwich. I I suppose. Well, I mean, I feel like you just you know you make one big cut down the middle. Or everything was like a roll, like a like a hoagie roll. Are you sure about that? No, not at all. I'm, I have I'm no idea. I'm almost certain that's nothing but a load of bullshit right there. Oh, <laughs> dude, that's all I do. <laughs> I'll do that too. All man. I do is bullshit. It's I'll my fucking initials. I'm allowed to do it. I'll, I'll <laughs> present anything as a fact and stick to it. You can prove me wrong. I'm sticking to oh, my dude, guns. It pisses off everybody that I get into serious arguments with. Oh, yeah, I will dude. double down on some bullshit thing. I said it as a, as a joke. But hey. like I just if the joke goes over your head, I'm sorry. I am going to double down on it. Can't argue <laughs> with stupid, man. <laughs> Doesn't work. Oh, never has, never will. Yeah, it's it's a useless uh <laughs> it's a useless effort. Yeah. No. It's the one that's uh, the one thing we'll never get rid of. Yeah, you'd be better off herding cats, dude. <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like that's up there. Uh, neck and neck. What's that? Herding cats and arguing with stupid people. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> pretty pretty tall tasks right there. I mean, it's for those of you who've listened to the podcast, you know, we've had to deal with barn cats and shit. That's had like armies of barn cats. Yeah, you ain't, ain't got a rat or a mouse problem, though, I bet. No, never. Yeah. We just have a massive inbred cat problem. <laughs> Cats coming out with one eye and six legs. and <laughs> We got that going on at my parents' house, dude. Oh, that's rough. My sister back oh, I, sometime during high school, she was like, oh, I'd be the happiest girl in the world if I could bring home a cat. And she brought home this little fella, Tyson. He's about I remember the size Tyson. Of, about the size of the palm of my Is hand. Is that cat still orange. around? Yeah, dude. No He's shit. He's still kicking. He's big old fat bastard now. <laughs> dude, I swear to God, he lays he lays in our neighbor's bushes till me or my dad get home, and then he'll run up and come inside, get some food, and then run back out and lay in that bush. And then my sister picked up another cat. Some dude just left her outside in a cage, and she took her home. They had kittens. Uh, we oh, kept God. one of them. We kept uh, Squirt from that litter. And then Squirt had a litter a few, like a couple months after that. And we kept Taquito. And then Taquito got knocked up. Our cats are fucking whores, dude. Oh, dude. Yeah, no, we, we had, because here on the ranch, we've got a problem with people who, I don't know why they get this idea in their heads, but they're like, all right, well, I, I obviously am not responsible enough to take care of a pet. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to the edge of town and just dump it on the side of the road. A lot of times I'll make it back, dude. Cats are pretty, pretty sharp. Yeah, but most of the time they end up here. No, dude, some of the times like we, we had like an again, we had like a fleet of stray cats and this was just hands like. No question about it. This was a story for at least half of them was just like somebody, somebody was just, like, all right, be free yeah. and <laughs> go bug this guy. 
Oh my god, it was we had such a problem. We started taking them in as pets. But then after a while it was like, yeah, one would have a litter and then that litter would start having litters with itself. Yeah, and then and, you got 97 cats running around. <laughs> I'm not and only about care of that. 3 of them are actually like functional. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, that the last litter, uh Taquito's litter, we kept another another kitten from that litter uh flipper her back her back left leg was put on backwards facing (laughs) facing up towards her face and she runs she runs on that little elbow dude she's hella quick she's hella quick dude she scoots around the house on that elbow (laughs) dude it's funny as hell watching that cat play around oh i believe it i fell asleep on their couch when i stayed in town a couple weeks back and she was playing with like a nyquil bottle cap or something Making all kind of noise. I was like, what in the world is going on? And something crashed. She knocked something over. I popped my head up, and she's standing there staring at the TV like she didn't do nothing. I was like, I know it was you. You're the only one that's up. What are you you doing? She starts batting that fucking cap around again. (laughs) You mean you stayed on the couch and not in your your old apartment? The that garage. Apartment, that apartment's <laughs> been gone for some time. Ever since Logan moved in, he's got his, you know, he's got like a shop set up out there now, working on his dirt bikes and you know all that, oh, all that kind of stuff. That's the end of an era, man. I remember we were like seniors in high school. You decided, screw it, you're moving out into the, your parents' garage. Yeah, something. You had a couch, in, a TV, and a mini fridge. Yeah, that's all you <laughs> that really need. It. That's all you need in life. I'm a simple man, dude. And then you had, uh, then you had your camper, which was just a mattress that you found. No, on Craigslist. It was an old, and it was ours. It was we bought it new, but we got rid of it and got a new futon. And I put the old futon mattress in the bed of the truck, and I'd sleep in that thing all the fucking time, dude. It was great. Anytime I'd go camping, I'd be sleeping under that tonneau cover. It was a, it was oh. I remember this, and we've we've talked about this camping trip before that we all took going in, or once we graduated high school. Yeah. And I remember we had all, like almost everybody had turned in except for me and maybe one other person who were sitting there by the fire. And in comes Mikey Walls with a case of warm beer. Oh, yeah, dude. Cracked a couple and then just got in the bed of your truck. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. You take warm beer to a party, you'll have all of your beer just to you. Nobody wants to drink your warm beer, man. I I can't say that's true. Nope. I, I can't because I remember a time you brought warm beer to an event and that was just that was the only thing we brought to drink. <laughs> I was I was uh I was rebuilding a fence on the property. Oh and that was terrible. Me and our friend Patrick had spent the entire week, like ten to twelve hour days building this fence it was like 200 yards of fence patrick from granada yeah yeah okay i remember once we had gotten it built it was time to tear out the old fence and i texted i called in a few favors and i remember i texted you and you your only question was can i bring beer yeah it was like dude we're doing ranch work on a saturday hell yes bring beer obviously (laughs) kind of dumbass question is that man so you brought a case of pbr and it just sat in the sun all day while we tore out that old fence and progressively got hotter. <laughs> Nothing hits like a hot PBR, oh. man. 
Dude, now you was... grow accustomed to it, dude. You bring it to a party. I'm not, you know, <laughs> ranch work. That's a different thing altogether. But you bring warm beer to a party, nobody's going to touch it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, nobody's taking it. I mean, you're doing ranch work in, I think it was like July, 100 degree weather. Yeah, it was you hot. You will drink anything. Yeah, it was hot. And the beer did not help at all. No, I think, was it you? We had to leave you out at at the job site where we were building the fence and we had to go get one of them five gallon jugs of water. Yeah. I was throwing up, just dude. bring it to you. <laughs> I was throwing up. Cause it was like, it was just so that heat. we could pack you out of there. Cause it was, this was in some far corner that you couldn't get with a truck. Yeah. So we had to take the four wheeler and we had to bring everything in like in tiny little trips. Cause all you could fit is a five gallon bucket and maybe a couple of tools. Yeah. <laughs> nah, dude, that was rough. That was a rough one. Oh, yeah. Hey, you were a trooper, though. You hung in there, and while we were getting you your water, you continued to work. I mean, yeah, that's, dude. It's that's something that, like, take I, your mind I respect off of the it. shit out of. <laughs> take your mind off of it, dude. Just keep doing something. Sit, sitting there puking your guts out and ripping fence posts out of the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Ugh. Just keep moving. You stop moving, you're going to start hurting. Now, is that... Do you think that's the worst experience you've had coming up here on the ranch? We've talked about a couple unfortunate ones now, and I don't think we've even scratched the surface. <laughs> yeah, that'd probably be the worst one, I'd say. I gotta imagine. I'm. I remember another one that's up there for me is like the most memorable Mikey Walls moments. Is when we were in high school, we used to come up here and run hills. Yeah. <laughs> and I had this dog at the time that would love to run the hills with us. Old dude. Yep. And we, uh, <laughs> and we finally got to the top of like the steepest hill on the ranch and we're all laying on the ground, just trying to catch our breath and Duke will not leave you alone. And eventually just comes up and starts humping your face. Yep. <laughs> oh Thanks God. For bringing that one up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sure that's, you know. I don't even know what to say about that. I'm like, I mean, I'm sure that leaves some kind of a mental scar, but <laughs> yeah, dude, I got molested by your dog. Whatever happened to that dog? I have no idea. I, I literally, I came home from college one, I think summer and was just told, yeah, we haven't seen Duke in weeks. Huh? Uh, the, the running theory, cause it was around the time they were rebuilding all the windmills in the Altamont. Yeah. And he was such a friendly dog. The running theory is he was going out and hanging out with the construction crews and somebody just grabbed him and took him home. Found somebody else to hump. <laughs> He'd haunt me every time I'd come over. Oh, too. he did. I he didn't want to come up here for, for a while. Dude, most like dogs, you know, I get along pretty well with dogs. Oh, yeah. Well, and you put up with the free ranch labor, which that... That's that's the one that turns most people away is that whenever they come up, they get asked to do work. Oh, dude, that's, you put up with all that. It was the dog humping you that <laughs> that's another one that drove you away. I, I forgot about with the uh, with the uh, uh, family traditions that you were asking about a while back. <laughs> Every time we'd go out to grandma and grandpa's house, we'd work for free. You know? <laughs> of course, yeah, putting gutters up, you know redoing their driveway doing this doing that and then grandpa after we completed the tasks he laid out for us you know go fix his toilet for him because he's you know he's too old to get down there and do that kind of work anymore 
So we'd get, you know, do all our tasks. He'd assign us, and then he'd go take us down to his shop and teach us how to make knives and work with leather a little bit and, you know, all that kind of cool stuff. I mean, at least that's cool work. Like, that's yeah. that's one of those things. The knife-making process is one of the most satisfying things to watch. That that was our reward. Instead of money, that's, that's how we got paid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That and food. Well, I still remember, like, one of my... Uh, one of my grandpa's big rewards for helping him with ranch work was always going into town and getting a milkshake from John's Charburger. Oh, there you go. That's best milkshakes in town. I don't know what the hell it is. I mean, this has always been this dingy, rundown looking little burger <laughs> dive. It's a shitty looking little restaurant. But they make, first off, killer burgers and fries. Yeah. But their milkshakes are the reason to go there. Yeah. Because it's one of those milkshakes where they like they bring you out the fancy milkshake glass. And all that, and they present it real nice, and then they bring you the steel cup that's full of all the excess. Yeah, well, all the extra milkshake. And that thing is a meal in and of itself. Yep. No, it's a, it's a good spot to eat. I haven't been there in a long time, dude. Oh yeah, it's probably it's... been ten years since I've been to Charburger. <laughs> I swear to God, dude. I think last time I went, it was like uh, between sophomore and junior year of high school. No shit, man. I go there all the time, like. When I was living in Montana, I had two things that I always craved when I came back to Livermore. I wanted In-N-Out. Yeah. And I wanted a John's Charburger and a milkshake. Like, those were... <laughs> Hanging out at In-N-Out, dude. That was, uh, that was the way back then. Oh, yeah. Still the way, dude. Yeah. Like, I don't know how. it. I, I never remember it being this busy when we were growing up. Oh, it was always but there is busy. never not a line going all the way back to like the Home Depot and the drive through. Bro, it's always been that busy. I have never waited that long in line. I guess maybe I've just been lucky. And when I've gone through the drive through, I've caught them at a slow time. I normally I hardly ever go through that drive through because it's kind of a nightmare. Dude. Yeah, I, I, I just go ever, in. I hardly ever eat there because a lot of the times inside's just as packed. I remember going there. Uh, it was probably sophomore year after a football game. Went over to the In and Out, and I had a, I had a Red Man mixed with the uh, the Major League no. Big League Chew, the bubble oh, gum. That seems like the worst combo. Dude, that's what all the baseball players are chewing on when they got that big old fat you know wad of shit in their mouth. They're chewing on Big League Chew mixed with a Red Man. It's pretty good. Interesting. But it was one of the first times I did it, and I got <laughs> a little sick, and I walked into the bathroom and. And up chucked all over the floor. And I walked out as a, you know, cleaned up. And I was walking out as an employee was walking in. And he's just like, oh, did you do that? I was like, no, but that's pretty gross, man. You better get on that. And then I left. <laughs> <laughs> you, better, you better do something about that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, choose a. Nasty, like, will get you. Nasty habit, it, it's amazing how many people get hooked on it. Because, like, everybody has that story of the first time they did it. Right. And they just, they puke their guts out. And then you and keep it was the doing worst it experience. you're an idiot. That was, like, I remember mine. I think I was actually with you the first time I took a dip. Uh, I was with you and uh, and our friend Thomas. Love it. Yeah. And did we you were hear about uh, him? Yeah, I did. Yeah. That's, that's rough, man. I, I, I don't want to talk, talk about it too much yeah. on mic out of respect, but. Uh, but yeah, I remember we were just like cruising around town in your car and 
I didn't know how big of a dip I was supposed to take, so I'm pretty sure I just grabbed a fat pinch. And I think within 10 minutes, I asked you to pull over, and I was oh, just puking up, in the gutter. <laughs> oh. I remember. And then my dumb ass was like, all right, well, now my mouth tastes disgusting. I need another dip just to <laughs> fix the taste. Clean it up a little bit. <laughs> uh, that was back when you could actually get the minty chew. <laughs> yeah, I, I still can out uh, out in Oakley. They still got it. <laughs> But they're they're uh, getting rid of it. But it was like something they kind of postponed because uh, Contra Costa did the same band that Alameda did. But for some reason or another, it got postponed, I think, because of COVID some kind of way. I don't really know. But yeah, I, I know they pushed it back like at least a year. Sense. It doesn't. I, I couldn't make sense of it, but I can still buy my brand. What's so. funny to me is like they get rid of you know they get rid of the minty chew because flavors attract kids, right? But like all the kids who chewed were chewing like they were chewing stuff like Copenhagen straight, which tastes like cherries, and that stuff you're still allowed to get because it's called straight, so everybody thinks oh it's not flavored. That shit most definitely does not taste like cherries. I don't know. I always got cherry from it. I feel like. I don't know, just sweet and you know the closest fruity. thing I can I can compare Copenhagen straight to that pile of cow shit I ate out there. That's about <laughs> the closest thing I can think of, dude. It's it's terrible. No, but like that's that's the thing is like yeah, they get rid of the flavors that honestly not a lot of kids were into. Dude, I started with but snuff. they the, but they keep the flavors that like everybody that we knew growing up, growing up chewed. Because it's considered straight or unflavored, but it's still very chock full of like sugar oh, yeah. and shit. Oh no, it's got hella flavor to it. But I I started uh, sneaking dips out of my dad's can, and that that dude chewed <laughs> snuff, and that is the hardest stuff to dip. It's terrible. Oh yeah, it's like trying to chew coffee grounds, except if you accidentally swallow some, it'll make you sick. Yeah, and I I just kept doing it because I'm an idiot, and uh, here I am. <laughs> 15 hey. years later, still can't kick it. You survived, so. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've been trying to get off of it for a while, but for some reason, I just, I can't get off. Uh, everybody does. Everybody tries. It's easier said than done, for sure. Nicotine it will just kind of wrap its claws into you. And it's hella rough at work. Like, when I, when I don't have a dip at work, I just, I want to smack somebody upside the head with a shovel, dude. <laughs> <laughs> just, don't talk to me. You're an idiot. <laughs> Stupid yeah. electricians, man. Oh, God. It's always an electrician gets you, gets you riled <laughs> up and pissed off. Which is funny because those sounds like those are the guys that make like the real big bucks in the trades. Uh, I believe the biggest one is elevators. I think they make the most money. And then behind them, I believe plumbers make the most. I mean, I... A plumber's worth every goddamn cent of it. Oh, yeah, Let's dude. be honest. I'm not working with the poo. <laughs> if you want to make that money, you go right ahead, dude. I'll take that that $5 an hour less to not work with poop. Oh, dude. Just like like I live by the sewage plant in Livermore. Yeah, that, that was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's what we can afford. But, I mean, like the wind's blowing the wrong way and I can't go outside. Oh, yeah. it's So I could only imagine like getting up close and personal with it. No, I've you 
I don't care how much. I'd rather live in a box under an overpass than live by the poo plant, dude. <laughs> you gotta be out of your mind. Must have uh. bumped your head, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that Sometimes seems like I something why you'd I build agree to a it. little farther out of town. I think when they built it, it was out of town. I Probably right. I'm pretty sure all the houses in that area are newer than the poop plant. Yeah. You know, the airport might have been there, but again, like nobody gave a shit about the airport. You know, it's real stupid. There's like three restaurants in the fucking, in the little parking lot directly across the street from that poop plant, dude. <laughs> there's like three restaurants in there. And I can't imagine they do good business. Well, and there's, there's a golf course, which for some reason is... One of the more popular ones in town. What golf courses over there? Ruby? Whichever one Beebs is on. Oh, yeah, Beebs. That's a good spot. That's, I feel like by the time you get to, like, the 18th hole, <laughs> you can smell the poo plant. I, dude, I broke my arm at Beebs <laughs> in, the, in the eighth grade. with uh, It was Johnny Madruga. Johnny Madruga uh. tackled me and broke my arm. It, it was, you know, we were playing a tackle football game outside like, oh, yeah, of course. like boys do. Yeah. And I landed funny. You know, my, my arm was stuck between my stomach and my hand hit the ground and just cracked. That's right. This was right before we went into high school. The entire high school coaching staff called you broken arm guy for like a year. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I never really got a shot freshman year, so I kind of lost it then. But, yeah, dude, snapped my arm. And I go into the restaurant. It was my sister's, my younger sister's softball team party. We had and all our team parties there back in the day. Yeah, that was, that that was, was like the, the best place to do it. That the was food the cool was spot. always great. But they cut everything in half. Yeah. Everything. Everything. I don't, like, They'd cut chicken tenders no in sense. half long ways. It, it, yeah. <laughs> and serve them cold half the time. I didn't, I didn't quite get it, but it was it was good food anyway. Yeah, no, like potato skins. Cut in I half. I ordered potato skins. They cut, yeah, cut them down the middle. Did I say I want a it quarter kind of a potato skin or do I want a damn potato skin, dude? Like, like what's what's the deal around like the, here? The burgers and the sandwiches, I kind of get. But like, yeah, when you're ordering chicken tenders or potato skins or some other kind of finger food. Yeah, there's no reason to cut it in half. Mozzarella sticks. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I did not see mozzarella sticks cut in half. That's the one that they served them whole. But, dude. I mean, so they might have just been Tyson mozzarella sticks, but. <laughs> I walk in to the to the restaurant after I'd broken my arm. I popped up and I was like, dude, I broke my arm. And everybody's like, no, you didn't. You'd be crying if you broke your arm. You're an idiot. Quit being a bitch. Let's play. And I was like, nah, dude. Like, I broke my arm. My arm is broken right now. And they're like, no, it's not. And I look at my arm and my arm is like shooting up like that at like a 30 degree was angle say, up. Wasn't your hand like dangling? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I walk into the restaurant and I walk up to my dad who was the coach of the softball team. Oh, and I walk up. Girls. <laughs> and I was like, he was, he was a sweetheart to them girls. Dude. But I walk up and I was like, hey dude, I broke my arm. And he looks at me, no you didn't. Get out of here. I was like, dude, it's broken. He's like, I don't have time for you right now. Go away. I walked over to mom and I was like, mom, I broke my arm. She's like, let me finish my beer and I'll take a look at it. And I was like, what is going on around here? My arm is broken and nobody gives a shit. Like, what's the deal, dude? I walk over to the, the like cashier stand. I was like, can I get a bag of ice, please? And they're like, why? And I, was, 
I just held my dangling hand up there, and they're like, yeah, dude, for sure. We'll get you a bag of ice right away. And then they walked over like, hey, you know that kid's arm's broken? And they said that to my dad, and he was like, yeah, I know, but I'm the head coach of this team. I can't, I can't leave these girls to go take them to the fucking doctor right now. <laughs> so we waited. We waited at Biebs for another two hours. <laughs> so my dad could say something nice about 13 girls who all sucked ass at softball. <laughs> I think they were like one and 10, dude. Like they were garbage. And he had to sit there and say something nice about all of them. I'm sitting there with a busted arm. I mean, I don't know if you have room to talk about that because our football team was garbage when your dad was coaching us too. No, we were 500 one year and just under the next. We weren't that's, garbage. That's we, fair. We no, were you're right. It was our high school team that was garbage. Our high school team was trash. <laughs> but so, yeah, then <laughs> we ended up taking my dad and sister home because my dad had work the next day and my mom drove me out to the hospital. And I had to sit in there for like six hours because I told them the pain was like a two because once again, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been like, it's a 10 and like drew a tear. But no, I'm I'm an idiot. Hey, you so didn't I know said how it was the system like a two. worked yet. No, I still do it to this day, dude. I figured it out, and I'm still like... Oh, dude, I always understate everything. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not even that I understate it. It's just that, like, it's... It's not that bad. I'm not going to yeah. tell them that it's hurting real bad when it's not. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to lie to them. They can tell by my face that, like, you know, they got that little thing with the smiley face down to the, the red eyes with the squints and shit saying like one to ten and they can look at me and be like he's really like a three <laughs> sit down oh wait for your doctor like everybody else by the way speaking of uh your dad being a lot easier on the girls softball team than he ever was on us playing football yeah my sister played softball and uh she's about the same age as a couple of our old high school football coaches daughters McCafferty's and the Hobners. Oh, no shit. So both of them coached their daughter's softball teams. And my sister played against both of them all throughout her youth softball career and still plays against them in high school. Man, I've been wanting and to see was, them dudes for a long time it is now. The weirdest thing watching them coach softball. Yeah, right. Because, like, I, the names that some of them called us, I don't think Matt would approve of me speaking on repeating on family records i mean like these this is the a guys. family show I've been, <laughs> I've been dropping a lot of words yeah we we we, we, we mark them explicit but we try and keep it from getting gross okay i mean we talked about poop a lot but and other than and that nut sacks but yeah. <laughs> there was a lot a of nutsack gross. talk whatever <laughs> but yeah no like when a little girl screwed up on a hobner softball team <laughs> It'd be like, oh, it's okay, sweetie. It's okay. You know, it's okay. You, you, you know, you'll get them next time. When That's... we screwed up on the football team, we were getting pulled for the rest of the goddamn game. Ah! He grew Pulling. like seven different veins in his bald head. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to pull hair out that he doesn't have. I can only imagine that dude coaching softball. At, at one point, yeah, this is the guy who at one point hit a player. <laughs> he didn't hit him. No. He, he he shucked him pretty good, but he didn't really hit him. But I understand where Mac was coming from yeah, on no, the no. other side this of it. This was, the, yeah, like this guy was. He was intense. He was, yeah. 
he was getting a little rough with a player, and yeah, it caused one of our assistant coaches to quit on him. Yeah, like no, it was it, that bad. It got pretty rough. And so to just see this guy, like, oh, it's okay, sweetie, it's okay, it's just a mistake. Like, <laughs> oh. Be early or be on time, unicorns. <laughs> be early or be on time. <laughs> this knife that hand. Was, that was the thing too. Everything he said, he repeated. Yeah, every time. <laughs> Commit, what was it? commit, compete, succeed. What, what was it? Yeah, commit, compete, succeed. Yeah. And fight. And fight. Yeah, fight at the end. But fight, like, he had a little anecdote for everything but fight. Fight was just like, yeah, it's what we do. It's a fight. <laughs> oh. Remember the bonch balls in the weight room when we used the, uh, the medicine balls as pillows when we were watching film? And he's like, you realize that everybody that squats in this weight room touches their sweaty bonch to that ball every day, and you're using it as a pillow. You're aware of this, right? Uh, yeah. That's a, that's a quick way to get pink eye, my friend. <laughs> oh, dude. Do you remember the one time I came in with pink eye to film? I had that, that one eye that was hella red. Or no, it wasn't. I got like a... I got like something in it, like one of them, them uh, foxtail bushes, you know, that little sticker thing. Yeah. Well, I got in my eye somehow <laughs> and I showed up to practice with Duke one eye hella something red. To do with that. Huh? My dog Duke might have had something to do with that. Yeah, dude. I showed up to the Saturday film and he looked right at me. He's like, What's up with your eye? It's like, I got a foxtail in it, coach. And he was like, Excuse me? It's like, yeah, I got a foxtail in my eye. It was like, were you eating a fox's ass? Like, what were you doing, dude? Like, how'd you get a foxtail in your eye, Mike? It's like, you know, coach, I really wish I could tell you, dude. And I just went and laid my head on one of them bonch balls <laughs> and watched film <laughs> like everybody else. Uh, I just remember the amount of times that that guy has threatened to kick me in the dick. Like, like those, those specific words every time too yeah i think one of my favorite ones he was so obsessed with his mantra commit compete succeed fight that he had the senior class paint it on the walls of the weight room i got a great story for after this one dude. <laughs> and we walk into the weight room for the first time this is our big unveiling and one of the seniors had left the last e off the end to compete <laughs> and i just had to open my big dumb mouth and just go coach i think you spelled compete wrong <laughs> supposed to be another e in there i'm pretty sure like I, he, like that was the first time he had ever heard that in his life this man was a teacher I, uh, he, I didn't pick up on it, but again, I got a 37% English class. He jumped down my throat. Blake, sweet, did, don't you think I fucking know that? Like, <laughs> you better start wearing a cup to practice because I'm going to kick you in the dick. Now, you remember, I want to say it was our senior year and we were practicing special teams. And we were doing walkthroughs. Oh, yeah, of course. And you decided to come off the ball and block the fucking punt. <laughs> he lit you up 
so hard. This was JV football because I remember it was our JV was coach it? that yelled at me. No, it was Hob. This was, we were on varsity at the time. <laughs> Hobner lit you up. <laughs> oh yeah, it was, it was a, great. It was a dumb thing for sure because it was like we yeah we were walking through our punt team and for whatever reason there was no. Or no, it was there wasn't our, even it was an our, offensive line. There was yeah. a snapper on the punter, and you ran up and blocked the punt. Well, yeah, I, I was sitting there. I was trying to fuck with our punter. That was so and, goddamn funny. And, and I didn't even think I was actually going to get there in time to block it. Because <laughs> I had been screwing with him this entire time. And he was he was getting his kicks off. And he just held on to the ball <laughs> a little too long. And I got there, and I blocked. <laughs> The look on Hogger's <laughs> face when you blocked the punt with nobody lined up in front of you was uh, priceless, dude. Oh, yeah. Priceless. Dude, <laughs> like that, that is a memory burned in my head forever. Bro. I almost forgot all about that because it was just. I would, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, that was great, man. That was a good one. Dude, I was so embarrassed after that because it was not. My, again, it was not my intention at all. I was. Like <laughs> you went pretty hard for it. Dude. You you made it. <laughs> I never thought I was going to. I I thought of all things, me and my slow ass was never going to make it to him in time. Who was even our punter? I think it was Keegan. It was Keegan. Yeah. <laughs> At the time at least. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you remember James Silva got hit by like three punts in like 3 weeks? Yeah. Um, no, you know, you know what was funny about that whole situation, though. I am not the only person on the team who has done that, but I'm the only person who has been chewed out for doing that. Yeah, no, he liked <laughs> lighting you up, dude. He'd go after like you and uh, Walbridge. He'd go after Kyle a lot. Yeah, he went after Kyle a lot. Oh, <laughs> he he definitely had his people who were like. You know, on one hand, like, we all felt special because we felt like we were his favorites because we were the ones he picked on and <laughs> yelled at it all, all the time. But, like, he, he definitely had his designated fall guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was one of them. He'd get into me a little bit. He never really got <laughs> too much into me, though. I remember when I got in trouble with uh, with Matt for smashing mailboxes. You remember <laughs> that? I do remember that. I think you would, like, literally just got... It was the day after when you came and helped us with the branding. Yeah, that yeah, was. <laughs> we weren't sure you were going to make it because we had all heard about what happened. <laughs> yeah, that was a good time. And uh, I had to walk into the coach's office, dude. All the coaches are sitting there. And, and I was like, well, coach, there's really not any great way to say it. But uh, I got in a little bit of trouble over the weekend. He's like, what'd you do, Mike? I was like, I went out. You see, you see what had happened was I, I had watched bench warmers one too many times. And <laughs> Great I, movie. I, I saw him smacking the mailboxes with the baseball bat. And he just does that thing where he puts his head in his hand. And he's like, you know, Mike, part of growing up is learning when not to be an idiot. Get out of my office. <laughs> uh, yeah, the... Uh you know, I I was almost kind of jealous because like I I've also watched bench warmers one too many times and have thought about going out and smashing mailboxes, but the problem with living out in the sticks is if you want to go smash mailboxes, it's like you can go smash your grandpa's mailbox. Yeah, right. 
And he's going to know who did it. We went to Pleasanton because <laughs> all the people in Livermore had mailboxes, like the, either the ones on the door or we did find a couple that were on the street, but they were like cast iron. And that shit hurt real bad. <laughs> that didn't feel good at all. Oh, <laughs> I remember, dude, the one we got caught for, I was saying like, ah, I don't know about this one, man. Maybe we don't do it. This is like a nice uppity neighborhood. Turns out it's like two blocks away from the police station. They had already called in. <laughs> so, the police were already on their way to come get me, and we had just got McDonald's, dude. I had a 20-piece McNugget, a fry, dude. <laughs> I had a Sprite waiting on me. Oh, don't tell me that shit all got cold. Oh, dude, no. I mean, we... <laughs> We did the mailbox, and then we start driving away. And as I'm driving down the street to go back to Livermore, I, I decide to go the other way. I decided to turn around and go back the other way because it was going to be faster. <laughs> and I see a cop hauling ass going the opposite direction, <laughs> slam a U-turn. And I was like, well, that's not very good. So I jammed out and I fucking tucked back into a neighborhood trying to like get away. And I, we get lit up. And I was like, okay, maybe he's just stopping me for speed. And I was going a little quick in this residential area, holding out a little hope. Maybe we're okay, right? And he comes up and he was like, how you doing? And I was like, oh, you know, doing all right. And he was like, you know anything about any broken glass at this address right here? No, I don't. He walks back to his cruiser. Certain I'm lying to him. Certain. He's absolutely certain I just lied to him. And I look, I look in my rearview mirror. Now there's six cop cars back there. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, no. They, they know something's up. Oh, this they, for vandalism? That's, I yeah, guess you were I, tampering with the mail. That is a federal offense. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> so they... Uh, what they uh they come back and i you know at this point i know i'm screwed i know they know and i'm in trouble already they come back and they're like you know anything about a mailbox that's all beat up that i do know something about sir <laughs> so you know anything about a 20 dollar bill in there no that wasn't me damn sure i'm 17 years old i'm not leaving a 20 dollar bill anywhere dude are you kidding and you know, they start asking us a bunch of questions. They arrest us. And I had my younger sister and her friend with us. And they they got had to get picked up. And then we were at the police station until like 4 in the morning. And fucking Matt's parents were pissed at me. And I was like, what are you looking at me like that for? It was his idea. And we, we had that cop rolling around laughing. You know, we were just having a good time because it's like, fuck it, I'm already in trouble. Might as well try and have fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's that's the best advice you can ever give when you're in trouble with the law is like just tell them have the truth. fun with it. Yeah, tell them the truth. But yeah, be honest and try and make the guy laugh. You know, unless you murdered somebody. If you, if you do that, you know, maybe learn how to lie pretty good. But other than that, you know, you could pretty much just tell them what happened. And a lot of times... They'll be pretty cool with you. Well, because like it's a lot of people have this idea in their head of what being a cop is. But like any job, there's a lot of just mundane. Yeah, they days. don't want to do the paperwork. Yeah. So if you can make a cop laugh, which isn't that hard, it's like, you know, it's like making somebody with a desk job laugh. It's the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. You know, um, if you can do that, 
they're going to take it easy on you just because you brighten their day a little. Yeah. You know, and you make their lives interesting. He's working the, the fucking 3 a.m. shift. Yeah. You know, he's working the shittiest shift they got. And he, you know, he doesn't really want to be doing all his paperwork and shit. They told us they were going to put it up on Patch. Because they <laughs> they knew we did more than one mailbox. Patch, the local Livermore. Uh, I don't even know if it's like a, is it like a blog? Is that is that what it counts as? It's something like that, I guess yeah. It, yeah, the local Livermore blog. <laughs> yeah. Like but, that means something. But, you know, I can tell this story and not, not really worry about any, any kind of prosecution now because, you know, the uh, no double jeopardy rule, I already been tried for that crime, so... Well, it's also, I'm pretty sure it's also been at least seven years. So you're yeah. outside the statute of limitations. Yeah, we're good. But, uh, <laughs> oh, so I found out that it is not uh, a federal crime to smash a mailbox that does not have mail in it. Right. Because it's not if, tampering with the mail if it's just the mailbox. It's destruction of property, which is a misdemeanor. A federal offense would be smashing a fucking mailbox with a, a letter from Aunt Kate in it. But, you know, there was no letter. There was nothing in it. Good to go. And the <laughs> dude never even put it up on patch because he's like, dude, I'm going to have to do a report for every mailbox these little bastards did. <laughs> I do not want to do that. I wouldn't either. Fuck that. Sounds like a bunch of bullshit, dude. Good right. times, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so we're... We're a little over time, um, so we're going to start wrapping things up. But before we do, uh, I don't know if you've listened before, but one thing we like to do is we like to find a an interesting or weird fact about a historical figure. We kind of consider that our family records in the wild. Okay. Um, I got an interesting fact. I don't. It's not really about a historical figure, but I got a, a pretty interesting fact. Uh, why don't you fire yours away? I've got one pulled up, but. You know why they call a shot a shot? Like like an injection? No, like a like a shot of whiskey. Okay. You know why they call it a shot? Call it a that? shot. Back in the day, when uh when a cowboy was low on cash, a forty five long Colt bullet cost the same amount of money as a glass of whiskey. So in a pinch, he'd give the bartender a forty five, and the bartender would give him a glass of whiskey in return. That is. Awesome. So it turned into a shot. That's that, that's where a shot came from. I dig that. It's, I'm so glad that stuck because that's just. That's something about life back in the day that seems so much simpler. Like, all yeah, right, I can't go and trade a bullet for a shot of whiskey now. No, dude, a shot of whiskey run you six bucks. That 45 long Colt we were shooting earlier today is a dollar a shot. God, I don't know what shot. happened. They, they, you know, we'll, inflation you know yeah i guess uh, uh i guess alcohol is in higher demand these days than uh bullets i guess so <laughs> people got their priorities fucked up yeah right <laughs> oh uh yeah so what i had pulled up is uh so henry ford was obsessed with thomas edison uh thought of him as a hero and they actually became friends uh while Edison was still alive. And when he was dying, Henry Ford's son collected Thomas Edison's final breath in a tube. And this tube is on display at the Henry Ford Museum. First off, I didn't even know there was a Henry Ford Museum. 
Why would you want to save somebody's breath, man? Exactly. Well, that's why I picked it. It's like, who the fuck does that? Like, I wonder if they ever uncapped it. Like, no, I'm, you know what? I wonder I w- if it gets a little ripe in there. Like, what's the deal? You know what I want? I don't want Thomas Edison's last breath. I want Thomas Edison's last fart. Like, that That makes sense because that's funny, right? Like, some, you know, in 500 years, some archaeologist is going to dig this thing up and they're going to open it. And it's just <laughs> Go through <laughs> Open a beaker of fart. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. See, that's that's hilarious. But like a last breath? What, what, what is that? Who does that? I hope he brushed his teeth often. You know, that could, that could get a little tender, too. Oh, this had to have been like 1920. I'm sure he was not brushing his teeth regularly. Hey, they used baking soda in their finger, I'm sure. <laughs> they did something, yeah. didn't they? They it just does walk something, around but, with their teeth falling out. But does it do enough? Like, does that even actually kill your bad breath, or is that, like, does it just whiten? I have no idea. Because that's just, like, yeah, like I, in ancient Rome, you you tended to avoid the people with white teeth, because how you got white teeth back then was by drinking piss. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, dude, I really don't know. you. When you introduced me, you did not say DDS in front of my name, so you know, I ain't no dentist. I don't know what, what keeps teeth healthy. I know... I use Crest, and that seems to work okay. I'm more of a Colgate man myself, but... <laughs> Fucking up, dude. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't expect anybody to save my last breath in a tube, so... I I'm not you, that dude. worried about it. I'll do it. <laughs> Honestly, knowing you with your luck, you might just outlast me. <laughs> dude, I don't know, man. I. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you you with your luck versus me with mine, I'm probably going to fucking go first, and it's probably going to be some stupid way. If it's gonna, I go early, It's going to be I something like putting up the Christmas lights and falling six feet and landing funny. And <laughs> he got shocked by a Christmas light, dude, and he just couldn't take it. <laughs> oh. Oh, man. Pull a Chevy Chase and get real competitive with my uh, with my neighbors. Do the whole my house needs to be seen from space thing. Yeah. Blow a fuse, shock yourself up real good. Ugh. All right, man. Well, um, so we're going to start wrapping up. This has been a really fun episode. Uh, and we'll have to have you on again sometime. Absolutely, um, bro. Do you have anything that you want to plug? Any, uh, like, I, I know we get a lot of people who aren't, like, entertainers. So you don't have to plug, like, social media or anything like that. But, like, is there a TV show you've been watching, a restaurant you like to eat at, something like that that you'd like to shout out? Yellowstone. Yellowstone is the best best television show to ever be out there. You can't tell me anything different. If you try, you're you're wrong. Yellowstone is the best thing since sliced bread. You are the second guest in a row to have plugged that show. So to all of our listeners out there, Go watch Yellowstone. I, I, as the host, I second this. I am obsessed with this show. I used to live in Montana. I mean, I, I love to sit there and pick apart like everything they get wrong about life in Montana, but like it is a great show. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's hands down best, best television show I've ever watched in my entire life. Oh, it's awesome. The best. I, I honestly, I think it's Kevin Costner's best role. It's up there, dude. It's it, it's debatable with a couple others. It's his best role is certainly not Robin Hood. No, Open Range <laughs> was pretty good. Open Range was good. The Untouchables was great. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
I liked Waterworld. Waterworld um, was pretty. Oh, The Postman. He did the great Postman in both was of those movies, good. too. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Yellowstone is up there, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'd, I'd put it at number one. It's, yeah. you know, like you got Band of Brothers and Yellowstone. <laughs> those are the two best things to ever, ever go out on the air. Ever. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's up there with, like, I always like to compare it to The Sopranos. Never watched it. Yeah, so it's like a, well, I mean, you've at least heard of it, right? It's the mob show. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 like The Sopranos in the way that it deals with the family and, like, the shady shit that they get up to. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's awesome. Go watch Yellowstone, people. Uh, <laughs> Greatest. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and knock out Matt's plugs real quick since he's not here. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Matt Rodolfi or on TikTok at Matt Tango. You can also check out the show he does with Mikey Lannon, the other Mikey, uh, called They Might right. Be Bronies. Um, and you can also follow this show on Twitter at Family Records Poe because they didn't give us enough characters to do Family Records Pod. You can follow us at Family Records Podcast on Instagram. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Blake Sweet Comic and on TikTok at BSBS Comedy. Uh, and go check out our other shows on the network, Fat Tango Presents, which is our scripted comedy anthology series, which I I, I got to give credit to Mikey Lannon. I was giving him shit about calling it an anthology. It does kind of roll off the tongue nicely. Uh, and Ford Tango, we're the four owners of Fat Tango Productions, get together and get drunk and play stupid games um also check out our website fattangoproductions.com go buy some merch from us join our discord and please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts if you do we'll read it on air uh i think that's yeah i think that's enough hopefully i got through those quickly and it didn't sound weird like i was just reading a big long list of plugs because it's you're supposed to read it real fast like they do on the infomercials yeah, but if I read it too fast, they're not going to hear. I mean, That's like, I, I already have confirmation that some of our listeners listen at, like, 1.5 speed, so... <laughs> you you got to do the, uh, the what so, you call it, the so, legal stuff. Yeah. To Shout out to our listeners who do the 1.5 speed. JR, I know that's you. Uh, <laughs> you know, and so to you, it sounded like the infomercial stuff. All right, man. This has been a great episode. We should really sign off. Do you remember the sign-off? No. All right. Try to keep up. Um, so, yeah, next next week you can catch us. Matt will be back, and we will have uh, Sean Michael McGrory back in the studio for another episode. So until then, peace. Late. Peace. Late. Out. Out. Yep. This has been a Fat Tango production.